everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me, matching me in red this week, Matt is here. You know, we gotta, we gotta stop doing this. It's just coming up on five years podcasting. It just there's a weird in sync thing. But I'm wearing my. This is my Johnny Gargano whole shebang T-shirt. So oh, I, I'm wearing a shirt uh, from the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Grr, arg. Indeed, indeed. Mutant enemy. That was, that was my favorite part of Buffy. Not just because it was the end, but because. <laughs> My favorite part of Buffy was the yeah. the the logo for the production yeah. company at the end of yeah. it. I think you just hurt Pete's soul because it was so because it was just so lo-fi with the girl arg. It's it's great. I liked when they actually did that in the episode. Tara did it. She had a little puppet in her yeah. finger and she went girl arg. That was that was, yeah. that was in season six. There's also I think was that on the Serenity too. Oh yeah, the first time I saw it on the movies. Um, and I don't, I don't remember if you see the actual logo on the movie, but it's definitely in Firefly. It's, it's on all the reading TV yeah. shows. Yeah. yeah, I I could have sworn I've seen it on the big screen. If I did, it had it either been Serenity or or Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, I don't so. remember. I actually remember. I because it's one thing I always noticed whenever there's an Abrams produced movie, and you yeah. see the uh, the bad robot, bad robot, which I knew from mm. Lost. Mm. Um. Hey, bad robots and mutants. Hey, also, Connor's here too. It is. I'm not wearing red. I'm, I'm wearing. It's a black t-shirt, and it's plain. It's just compl- a plain black t-shirt. How punk rock are you? Boring. I like how he checked when the color of his hoodie on top is also the same. It... Well, that's what I thought. I thought, well, I know I've got a black hoodie on, but I can't remember what's underneath because you know I put a t-shirt on a few hours ago. I thought, what was that? Not you a heart. Know. I'll tell you that much. Well, no, obviously. Nah. So, no, no red in the clothes, but the ginger hair kind of makes up for it, I suppose. It does. So, here we are, here we are. We talk about DC Comics on this show. Coming up on this week, it is a stack show. Uh, ten books are on the list. Actually, no, eleven books are on the list. Uh, I, I read ten books, but there's eleven total. Uh, we got Man of Steel number three, we got Hawkman number one, we get Plastic Man number one, we have Batman Prelude to the Wedding, Batgirl vs. Riddler number one, we have Detective Comics 982, we have The Flash 48, we have Mr. Miracle number nine, we have Titan Special number one, New Superman, The Justice League of China number 24, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number four. 46, and finally sideways number five to round out the show uh so it's jam-packed uh, i read all of those that's right you, you read all 11 matt read more than yeah. you did <laughs> well i have i have 10 and a half uh we'll more, than that. Either, yes. but, more, more than that yes more than that later still, uh, yeah yeah too many books well, week week two i mean this is kind of a one-off week two this one in particular but it's still it's the it's week. the one shots that are, that are boosting it up. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that is all the books on the docket. But we do actually have a fair bit of news this week as well. Exciting news, notable news, news to to scream and sing about. Mhm. So that's coming up. Yes. Uh, so that's what we'll get into first of all. We'll do that right away. Uh, I shall next the small talk segment as I think this episode will be long enough without any small talk segments. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Woke up. Woke up's on. Um. What else? What else happened yeah. this week? Uh, Highlight was Portugal v Spain. Oh. That's all you need to know. Shut up! Yeah. No, no World Cup talk. No World Cup. I hate it. I hate it. I've muted on Twitter. Okay. On Twitter, it filters anything with World Cup mentioned in it. I just, I, yeah, I love that. From now on, I'm, I'm just not going to hashtag it. Yep, I'm just going to tweet it at Pete. I put variations of 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 what's muted. You can't get past my filters. 
Oh, I'll get past those fillers. Yeah, yeah. Challenge accepted. <laughs> uh, Fine, I'll just let mute, me just say, I'll just mute the pair of you for like two weeks then. All right. <laughs> Joke's on you. You tweet way more than either of us. <laughs> you, you do, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, but hey. I'm just going to say, waking up this morning and seeing Iceland and the crowd doing the clap. Uh, Gets you going for the day, right? Yeah, no, it does. It gives me goosebumps, and I'm not even from Iceland. So, like... Super cool. Nah, in my head canon, Iceland only do one sport, and that is ice hockey because of the villains yeah. and Mighty Ducks too. Yeah. So. I, I honestly don't know how they have enough people to do more than one sport. Frankly, <laughs> well, uh, uh, you know, yeah. there was they were talking about the fact they were playing Argentina this morning, and um, Argentina's capital has forty-five times the population of Iceland's entire yeah. country. I'm like, how have they got enough people to be a team I- at the World Cup? Iceland sounds nice and quiet. Sounds nice and peaceful. Yeah, it's also very yeah, except it's, it's very volcanic, though. Like it's, that is true. There's so, some dangerous natural disasters it's, waiting it's, to it's happen. It's pretty bleak. Yeah, but yeah. but there's a reason why the the Nordic people settled Iceland over Greenland because Greenland's just a wasteland of of ice and tundra. But you know, as they say in my deck too, uh, Greenland's covered with ice, but Iceland's actually quite nice. Covered in green. Yeah. I believe yeah, that was yeah. the joke in the movies that the covered by Iceland. To be honest, I haven't seen Mighty Ducks two in quite some time, even though it's the best of the series. Oh, so. I, don't, oh I remember it well. Uh, yeah. It's like you're burying the lead. E three happened this week. You know that was way more important than this World Cup bollocks. Yeah, but that was like a full week ago now, so I've forgotten. Resident Evil two remake got announced and shown. That is the was biggest news of the week. Like a year ago, wasn't it? What? I love how video game people get so excited over remakes, but you say you're remaking a movie and people lose their mind. Oh, it's, it's, it's a different ball game, Matt, because in a video game, sure. because technology moves forward and they were so hindered in the, you know, in the 90s with what the tech could do, now it's, it opens up all these possibilities. It's so pretty. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 also uh, up there on my, my, my highly anticipated games that were shown essentially for the first time. Yeah. There was a trailer after like five years ago, but it wasn't really showing the game itself. It was just kind of a, a taster. Yeah. Oh, this was just a trailer as well, well yeah. of, of the game. But it was, but it was all in game, so it was more of a, a representation of what we'll see in the yeah in the in the game. Uh, especially going with all the people who have seen it behind closed doors and are telling us about it. Uh, also, Last of Us Two looks fantastic, and yeah, I just we'll see. I don't care about World Cup, so I'm now I'm now making Matt suffer. Because he doesn't even understand half the crap I'm saying. Sorry, right now. I, I, I just tuned you. I've got, I've got the football on the other screen, so you're the I, worst. I was watching, you know, Peru almost just scored. It was pretty close. And so, yeah, Shut up! We're not talking. We're not talking about World Cup or football, right? Uh, it's not happening. I'm just going to interject something now, into every book. Just, to, just and now a news that Connor doesn't care about. CM Punk lost terribly. <laughs> All I heard about this again. Oh God! It was a, somehow it was more embarrassing than being choked out in a minute thirty-three seconds. Was it quicker? Um, no, it went all three rounds, but he looked lost. The dude's got a hell of a chin. He got punched in the face like eight or nine times and didn't go down once. Um, oh I don't know if that's great for his brain, but he's got a great heart. It yeah. was it was embarrassing. The main event, though, uh, was R- Romero versus Whitaker. And those two dudes, like, Robert Whitaker broke his hand in the second round and finished the fight and won. So, went another three rounds after that. Ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah. I have no vested interest in MMA. I just, I, I happen to have a 
have a history yes. with the, the silliness that is wrestling. So therefore, yes. I have a have an interest in CM Punk I, and his. I, had antics. it not been for that main event with Whitaker and Romero, it would have been a wasted sixty five dollars. Because let's be real, I bought it because Punk was fighting, and mm. the main event more than worth the purchase. So it saved the day. I'll be honest, I am shocked Matt is not somehow mentioned that he was on stage with Newfound Glory. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was waiting. waiting. I was waiting. Back. So, you know, but yeah, I got pulled on stage with my favorite band mm-hmm. last night. Uh, I was shocked. Tried not to make a fool of myself, but we all know how difficult that is for me. Do you uh, know, I think it's funny that I feel like, more than not, Matt wants to like cut down the length of the show, but the time that I say this, not do the small talk, he immediately rebels and throws in small talk because he just has to rebel. I did it initially to make a joke because I know you don't like sports. Yes. So we're supposed to move on, and then Connor took that... Said, said one thing, and then Pete jumped well, in with E3. Because I ain't uh, fight fire with fire. I'm not having all this stupid sports talk. But yeah. So anyways, uh, as I told my wife... Uh, greatest moment of my life. Sorry, our wedding was cool, but it's not, <laughs> not going on stage and singing with Newfound Glory. She yeah. understands. So, any, any future children? Sorry, like no. Nah, no, they said good. that until the birth of our child one day. This this tops it. I'm sorry. Like, ah, nah, children it, are awful, Matt. It'll be a miserable day. You'll be waiting in the hospital all day. You know, your wife will be all sticky for the rest of the day, you know, the whole thing. So it's an unpleasant experience. You realize it's not like having, like, an alien in you where it first It should be. It would be more entertaining. It'd be a fun day at the hospital if it was. (laughs) I mean, some people's fun are other people's horrors, I guess. Uh, Uh, By the way. It's just a fun story. When I I was born, my my birthday, that was the the night of the World Cup final. And um, the the story I was often told is my father, he got very excited at one of the goals. And I think it you know, almost sent about three women in, into into labour who were just in the waiting room, in shock. So was that the last time England was really good? Oh no, no, that was a Brazil okay. game. That, that was. Okay. England gotcha. been good in a long, long time. Yeah, so it's just a well. I mean, the sixties. We never, they never shut up about it. Trust me. Yeah. Um, no. Although right. you have yeah, something that has dawned on me though. Um, if I ever do find myself next to someone in labour, I will be cracking alien jokes. That is just my way. I'm sure they'll appreciate that. Of course. As long as it's not Prometheus jokes, you're good. Oh, God, yeah. I wouldn't disrespect no, it like that. If, I, if well, I'm going to say, you know, things that might worry her, I'm at least going to do it with some class and some style. You don't, you don't want to mention anything about fingering the holes to a pregnant woman. <laughs> <laughs> that was Alien Covenant, I'll have you know. Yeah. So, oh, that's a saying. good thing. It was worse, but still. <laughs> Anyways, uh, news. Let's yes, news. Yes, comics news. Yes. Comics news happened. All right, so... Uh, I was actually torn for what to start with this week, but I went, because there's two really big things, but I went with the Jeff Johns side first. Mm-hmm. Right, let's talk about Jeff Johns and what's changed with him this week. Because he has stepped down as the COO of DC Entertainment. I was going to say comics, but it's not comics, it's entertainment specifically. Yeah, that's what, that's what got me confused, because I didn't know, the way they were wording it, it was, um, what's her name, was the president? Diane uh, Nelson. Diane Nelson. Was the president of DC, right? Mm-hmm. And then he was like president of operations, but they certain news sites kept leaving that out, kept calling him DC Comics president. And I was like, I'm I'm getting lost here, guys. Oh yeah, he he's not president. He was never referred to as president in any way. He was the the, yeah. the chief creative officer, yeah, or chief operating officer, whatever one it is. I think it was, I think it was CCO. Yeah, CCO. Chief CCO. Creative. Yeah, it was, it was um, the same job that Lasseter had over at Disney. Yeah, so he he is stepping down from that position. Um, 
And I actually, as much as this sounds like a demotion, I actually think he's ecstatic about this, and I'm going to explain why in a second. Uh, but he's stepping down, and he's getting a new contract with DC overall as a as a writer, as a comic book writer, which means first and foremost, there'll be more Jeff Johns comics on a regular basis again. So we'll talk about that, the news that comes with that in a minute. Um, and he's also going to still work on movies, but more in a creative capacity. Uh, specifically, he's going to be writing and producing the Green Lantern Corps movie. He's actually working on the script for that. Um, the reason why I think he's happy about this is because I think he is creative. I think the fact that he was still forcing him, like forcing his way in to write Doomsday Clock, even though technically he's supposed to be an executive in a boardroom somewhere, yeah. uh, shows that he is passionate about that side of things, and that maybe this CCO position wasn't actually suited for him ever. Mm. No, but you can tell that he shepherded a lot of rebirth and reput. You know, if that was his mission, was to put DC back at the forefront of comics. Mission accomplished. Yeah, but and now you can hand the baton to, to whoever. I Dave don't Jim think Lee, right? when when they first announced he was going to be CCO and he was going to be like you know taking care of the movies with these the film side of things. I I think we all expected bigger and better things from that. And to to his credit, don't get me wrong, I don't think he's even had time to even even have that materialize. He he was hired in that role when Justice League was already deep in production. And anything he's had an impact on, we'll see in Aquaman and Shazam, and that's it. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, you could, you could. I, I always feel like the Whedon bringing Whedon to Justice League was a John's move, um, and I feel that Wonder Woman mm, was be. a lot of John's too, because Wonder Woman had a completely different tone than either Man of Steel or Batman versus I don't, Superman. I don't know how much of that was John's though, because that was before he had such a considerable yeah. say. If anything, he'll have more of an impact on Wonder Woman too than the well, well, one. Yeah. Yeah, but. Uh, those images from Aquaman. Set photos from it. it looks very bright. Yeah. We, yes. we got photos from both Aquaman and Wonder Woman too this week. Yeah. Uh, Aquaman looks like my kind of thing. Like, it's you know, yep, Aqua, Aqua Bro and Momoa. Yeah, uh, what's his name playing Ocean Master with a with a man bun? Weirdly. Oh, uh, Patrick. Uh, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, him. That dude. You know, uh, it just it looks great. I'm excited. Juan. I feel Juan is a gifted filmmaker, but sometimes he whiffs. You know, uh, this I don't think is going to be one. I'm I'm a lot on the cautious side. Like I don't hate yeah. anything I'm seeing, but nothing's like sort of grabbing me as like the exact visual yeah. style that I would have picked for it. So you know, I'm... I'm just I'm just not excited about it. I don't yeah. I don't really care that it's there. I mean, I don't. I'm not like oh, this is going to be awful. Like I was going into some of the other movies. Yeah, I just I definitely think it benefits from no Star Wars in December. I feel like this will be the big tentpole. We like, all benefit from those Star Wars in December, Matt. Yeah, well, he's only seen Solo, so... Nor will I. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, um, we're getting a trailer at Comic-Con, this, they said yesterday. That doesn't yeah. surprise me. In fact, I mean, this is obviously Marvel, but they're announcing the title of Avengers 4 at Comic-Con as well, they said. Yeah. They said that's basically all they're doing is announcing the title. But Yeah, because they, they haven't got a panel this year at Comic-Con, have no. they? Usually they, they have a big one. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that means Comic-Con starts regressing. Not regressing, that's, that's a bad term, but... So it's going back to more comic book centric stuff instead of the big Hall H, you know, blockbuster. I, I don't think that's what's happening here, Matt. I, I feel like the reason why they're skipping it is because everything about the movie is a spoiler, so they just don't want to have anyone on stage yeah, talking about they're, it. They're not the first one that I've seen. Like HBO skipping Hall H this year too. There's always a few notable ones, though. I feel like that happens every yeah. year. There's usually you know one or two that'll skip and then and they'll be mean, back next year. And... I mean, Star Wars had its premiere in '77 there. So, like, it's always been a part of it, and there's a room for that, but I feel like the you have to wait two days in line to get into Hall H days 
I feel it's starting to come to an end. I feel that we're going to get a similar thing like we do with with streaming services. You know, everyone wants their own thing and do it all for themselves. Yeah. You know, Disney have got D twenty three now. Yeah, which yeah, is things years. like that where yeah. we'll see that more where people want their own events rather than sharing the spotlight. It, it, yeah. we, to go back to you know, we mentioned E three at the start. EA have shifted away, and it's still kind of E three, but it's like the day before. It's a separate venue. They're they're trying to make it their own. That thing. would be it's interesting awful. if they all have their own sort of like live stream panels, like on the run up to Comic Con, like all built yeah. around it as and part that, of the hype. A lot, but even separately. the other the, the people who are E three, they're still announcing a lot in the week before, so it's not just this. Slow well, it doesn't get lost at once. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. which I actually hate, by the way. I prefer it constant. That's, that's what I like about E three is how concentrated it is with all the new stuff. It's like no, I get it's that. It's like mm-hmm. going to the supermarket. And he's like, I'll take something from here. I'll take something from here. Yeah, yep. it's all in one spot. Yeah, you know, but they, they like um, having the the cycle for a week rather than just oh, here's five yeah. minutes. I can see how, but I don't think we're there yet though. I think this Comic Con is still going to be mostly movie and TV news. May not oh, be, yeah, yeah. may but not I be Marvel like DC TV, TV and movie news, but I think there's going to be a yeah. lot of TV movie news. But I feel like you you can feel the winds of change coming through, like the breeze is starting. Look at DC with uh, the last stream that that they put up, with uh, when Snyder was spoiling everything that was coming WonderCon. up. That wasn't at WonderCon. That was at. Um, was, was it? I don't think it was at WonderCon. It was a smaller. No, no, it was a C two E two. Was it not? I think uh, so. Might be right. Yeah. So they're kind of spreading it around. So because the big rebirth one was at WonderCon. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's what you're thinking like, of. I think they're, they're like right next to each other, aren't they? They're like two weeks apart. They're, they're real close. So yeah. I think uh, whatever event DC streams something like that from, it just depends what event falls closest to when they have to solicit things. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's kind of what smart. the decision that's maker smart, is. Um, but yeah, so, so anyway, back to the uh, Wonder Woman two. I think the images in that look quite good. Uh, yeah. Steve's back, which is interesting, but you know we'll see. We'll yeah. see. All that fancy we don't know stuff the context. We the, the latest one was the image of you know, Wonder Woman herself in costume. Yeah, yeah. and uh, in costume, it's so bright. Like, it is. No, colors. it's good. It's really popping, and I I like that. Um, there's a fun thing they've done where one of her regular outfits is matching one of Linda Carter's like disguises from yeah. the, the TV show. It's mm. a nice little homage. I wonder if they're gonna touch on the weird '70s, where where she dropped the costume. And became like a women's lib spokesperson. That, I mean, that could be in the backstory because I was at set in '84, yeah. but that could be mentioned. Like maybe, yeah, something that, she want... that she did. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so like she she stopped being a superhero and became like, you know, an actual spokesperson for whatever. And then this is what gets her back into it. It'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But let's see. Anytime I can see Gal Gadot, I'm I'm a happy boy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> So, uh, to bring this back around to the news at hand, which is Jeff John. So, he's going to be working on the Green Lantern Corps movie, but it's more creative, it's more direct, it's more hands-on. He's writing the script for it. He's not just kind of moving pieces around the board in terms of who's who's on what and uh, ushering things. So, he's going to be writing that movie. Now, on the comic side, so first and foremost, we're getting more Jeff John's comics on a regular basis. Happy days. That pleases all three of us, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, just on, this, on the subject, we're going to have John's Bendis... Like at the same time, we might have Grant Morrison as well if if rumors pan out, all at the same time. This is this is like when you had Wade Rucker, John's Morrison. Yeah, let's get Rucker oh, back. This, this is this is a little weirder because Bendis and John's they were they were each other's opposite number. They were, yeah. Right? yeah. They were they had the they, same sort of role at, the, at each they, company. Uh, I remember they made the joke that they couldn't figure out who was the evil twin because they shaved. They're like, so who's who's evil twin? We can't tell. Yeah. Uh, 
but of course, Johns is the loyal one who has never faltered from his allegiance. <laughs> so he's still at DC. He did yeah, but he's also at the start, though, didn't he? Aye, before, yeah. before he became the DC guy. But he wasn't. Yeah. Once he was given Infinite Crisis and he got to shape the universe, he held dear. You know, I feel like Bendis just got. You know, he ran out of things to do because Marvel. I feel like Johns has always been uh, like a bonus to editorial, whereas Bendis has been kind of hindered by editorial. Where Marvel's always kind of setting up these events, and he's always writing those set events. Whereas John's kind of set the event and then it went off from there. Yeah, so that we actually sense. have concrete news into what he's doing. Um, we know he's doing the three Jokers with uh, Fabic, right? So that, that, that was known yeah. anyway, but now it's confirmed it's happening soon, right? That, that's a project he's actively working on. Obviously, he's still working on Doomsday Clock um, mm-hmm. at, at its current schedule. But coming this fall, sometime later this year... Um, I doubt it'll be September because we're getting the solicits for that next week and we'd have probably heard more concrete information by now if, if it was. But coming this fall, we are getting a ongoing Shazam book by Jeff Johns and a yet-to-be-named uh, artist. So that is pretty big news. It's pre- obviously, it kind of falls mm-hmm. on from the backups from the Justice League book that he worked on yep. um, over the New 52. So that's pretty cool. Um no, I'm pumped with this. It, 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 this kind of ties up. You remember when Diddy was said, oh no, we've got a Shazam team in mind, we were just waiting for them to free up. That This kind of lines up with that statement. It does, it does. Yeah. It does. We know it's probably not Gary Frank, because Gary Frank's... Still on Doomsday Clock, yeah. Yeah. And once he's done with that, we're so, going back to Batman Earth 1, I assume. Yeah, yeah, because that so, was that's also in Johnsy's new website. Uh, is Batman yeah. Earth 1 Volume 3 is like still there in the schedule, yes. so... Um, so... I, I saw a dream pick this week, actually, for Shazam mm-hmm. with, with John's... Who? Samney. <laughs> Don't do that to me. <laughs> right? I only, have, I only have so much blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but no. There's a lot of good... I mean, Doc Shainer would be a great pick for that book. Yeah. Uh, like, if I get Samney on Superman, then Captain... Well, Shazam is the next best. So, so, Samney know? did that one little Superman thing in the... You know, the, the, the digital anthology one that they did. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, the... Adventures of Superman, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And he did that one little, you know, it's a little ten-page thing, and it was fantastic. Yeah. And I'm like, that that might be all we ever get of him on Superman, and that's nah, nah. He's gonna jump ship, you know. Uh, ben just started the wave, so <laughs> I get that, but he he's not a Bendis man. He's a Wade man. He's not. Yeah. I'm just trying to read the, the the goodwill, the good 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 feelings here, man. Come on. Yeah. Got to hope for it. Will it into existence. You know, I love this cycle when it comes to comics where one company starts doing really well, so the other company has to start finding new, like, creators, writers and artists and stuff, so you get, like, this balance back and forth, because I guess at Marvel right now, there's a lot of really good up-and-coming guys. It, it's where the uh, fresh talent comes from, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's why we ended up with, like, Snyder at DC. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's from that as well. Snyder. DC, we're like, well, we've got to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lemire. Tom King, even. Tom, Tom King, yeah. uh, Seeley, like he's been doing comics for a while, yeah. but really, you know, hit his stride over at DC. So I like this. So like, who's ever, you know, behind Somni at, at Marvel is going to get their chance now, which is always a cool thing. Yeah. Well, no, you're saying that as if it's a done deal that Somni's coming over. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, because I haven't seen him do a Marvel book in a while. He's done a lot of like smaller creator-owned stuff. You know, independence. So, mm. 
I mean, if I mean, it was just a complete like fantasy, like oh, this is the dream artist for the book. But I mean, to, to give it some credence, if I want to try and like sort of build it up, you know, build it up here, is that maybe okay, they wanted the team to be free, and Sam knew was free when he finished his Marvel work, and that's why he's been kind of just dilly dally and doing other things whilst you know they're waiting for Johns. So now yeah. that Johns is free, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be I, feel, I feel like you're reaching a bit. I'm reaching. If, I know I'm reaching, but you never know. Once, once Wade's Marvel stuff's done, if they could hash things out, and they could bring Wade back. Oh, we all like, have the dream of Wade coming back, man. That's not gonna happen. Wade, Wade's got his own stuff going on. I think once he's finished with yeah. his Marvel stuff, that's it. He just goes spotlight. Well, see, he's also said though, like circumstances could be right for him to make a return to DC. Yes, said like, that. Yeah. Like, so. I'm not that I have my hopes up, but just him writing anything at, at DC, I'm okay with. So yeah, so we got Shazam book ongoing coming later this year. So we're going to have Shazam ongoing. We're going to have presumably a mini with the three Jokers thing, mm-hmm. and then Doomsday Clock. So we're going to have three John's books. Go, and ongoing. then what about his that creator own? Um, well, it's not exactly creator, and this is an interesting thing. So he's, he's got a pop-up imprint because DC needs more imprints. There we go. But we have the Killing yeah. Zone. The logo of which is uh, a, the classic DC logo with the stars around it. Uh, the the for, bullet, yeah, they used to call it. Yeah, with the KZ yeah. in it, of course. Um, so, so yeah, so that that's coming as well. And it says specifically that is going to be for focusing on new and lesser known DC characters. So it's still going to be DC characters, but it'll be like your C-listers and D-listers. And... Which Johns has a pigeant for. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what I think this is, though, is at the moment, over the past couple of years, Johns has had quite a say over the line as a whole from from his position. He can dictate quite a lot, even though he hasn't been actually writing much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from Rebirth onwards, he's kind of been dictating the the broad strokes. And I feel like okay, so he's got this. It feels harsh to call it a demotion, but you know, it, you know, he's he's losing that power over the whole line because now that will shift over to to Jim Lee, and. They're like, okay, but you can still have something where you've got control, where you can do everything that you want, and that'll go through this imprint. Yeah, so when it, when it says pop-up, I'm imagining it's like Young Animal, because that's what Young Animal is called yeah. for, for a little bit. Like That means there's a not necessarily a, a limited amount of time it's going to be around, but it's not like Vertigo, where it's going to be an ongoing... Yeah, forever. Uh, yeah. You know, expected yeah. for a few years, maybe. Exactly. Um... No, it's, it sounds. I mean, I, I still think he's going to have a big, a, a big say in what's going on in the DCU in general. I don't think they're going to like ignore him <laughs> because you know. No, no, no. But I feel like he he'll have slightly less say in that he won't be the one shaping the the ongoing direction yeah. like he is now with Doomsday Clock. Once that's done, I feel he you know it'll be someone else's turn to be the one driving the main direction. Yeah, so here here we are. So we're getting Shazam, we're getting a pop up in print, and Connor alluded to it there. Jim Lee is the one who's actually taken the uh, the CC position. Yeah, I and that's it. it yeah, a long time uh, ago. I missed that. Sorry. Yeah, and it's worth mentioning he's not losing his uh, co-publishing uh, role either. He's still doing oh. that with video. Yeah. So, um, so that that was the the news. The, the yeah, because the... Jim Lee needed even less time to draw. That just means they won't be doing it at all now, probably. No, probably won't. Yeah, is that a bad thing? I don't think it is. I think it's a bit of a shame, but and I think I think it's again where this probably only has a limited amount of time in this role. In in the same way that John's ended up being a limited amount of time because 
Jim Lee again, much as he's very creative. He wants to draw. He wants yeah, that's why he keeps taking on so many projects even though he can't finish them. Yeah. It almost makes you wonder, you want someone who's passionate for all the characters in the world and the brand, but not necessarily someone who actually is a writer or artist themselves because that they may be pulled back to that. So maybe you you, yeah. you you want someone who's talentless when it comes to actually making things, but understands it and loves it enough to to, to write yeah. the ship. Does that make sense? There's a mean, yeah, there's a mean joke for someone that I don't like, uh, you know, that, that writes a certain book that Connor also doesn't like. He must not be named. Oh, all right. Really yeah. think, no, no, don't don't give him no, that job. What? No, when Pete said kind of talentless, <laughs> you know, that's kind of what you want. That's Connor's favorite book, though. What are you talking about? I know, I know. Anyway, so that's not all the big news we have this week. We got other big news. We got big. We got event announcement news this week for for later in the year. Because because of, of course we did. We couldn't have had this over two weeks. So get your tissues ready, folks, because I, I think this is an important part. This is an important uh, moment in the the history of this show, because we're going to be getting to the first ever crisis that we have as a podcast. This is the first time in the duration of this show that we have a crisis. To talk it was about. only a matter of time, right? It was only mm-hmm. a matter of time, which is why it's, it's an important milestone. It's like, oh no, there's a crisis to talk about on the show now. There's, there's always a crisis down the line. So, yes, they have announced Heroes in Crisis is a seven-issue event series. It's starting in September, uh, the final week of September, the 26th. Uh, this is Tom King and Clay Mann uh, who are working on this. this. This is what Sanctuary has turned into. This is the Sanctuary story that, that King promised at the start of the year when he announced that. Which, in retrospect, now feels like a really early and kind of, and I get yeah. that it was it was relevant to the event that we're speaking at, which is probably why they did it that way. But it just in terms of the usual comic book, comic book news cycle, it feels yeah, very it very early now. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm going to read you the, the the text I've got here. There's a new kind of crisis facing the heroes of the DC universe, ripped from the real world headlines of by CIA operative turned comics writer Tom King. I love how they put that in there. Uh, how does a superhero yeah. handle PTSD? Welcome to Sanctuary, an ultra-secret hospital for superheroes who have been traumatised by crime-fighting and cosmic combat. But something goes inexplicably wrong when many patients wind up dead, with two well-known operators as the prime suspects, Harley Quinn and Booster Gold. It is up to the DC Trinity of Superman, Wonder Woman and Batman to investigate, but can they get the job done in the face of overwhelming opposition? Um... So there's also just a fact the, sheet that came with this that I'll read in a minute, but let's just talk yeah. about that so far. Just on the bit of the, the adding in the CIA thing, is was this announced when he was on TV last week? Because obviously, uh, I know Clay Mann was there with him. Um, it was That's supposed. Cool. To, I think it, I was confused. I I thought it was supposed to be, then it wasn't. But then I, I wasn't sure if they put out clips of the interview the day before it actually aired, so the announcement didn't come yet. It was weird because right. to me it felt like it came in the day after the TV interview. Well, because of it being on late night, so he was on uh, late night with Seth Meyers, which took that's the late NBC show, so one that's on after the Tonight Show. Yeah. So it technically came on. He was on Tuesday night, so it technically came on Wednesday morning, right? So if they depending on it was what I'm saying though. On Monday there was clips of the interview already up, so I thought it already aired. So I didn't think they announced anything with it. Because I I watched like I watched like a five minute clip of it on Monday. I don't think. What? No, because no, he didn't. Yeah, no, because they shoot those days day of, those shows day of. So there's. No, I'm telling you, you there was a. On Monday. No, there was a clip on Monday 
um, what was the, what was the, the he was specifically talking about? Uh, it was it was because he pulled out the image of Mister Miracle and said with him on that. With yeah. it, he's like, hey, this is me, right? This this talk show in the comic. That's me. That clip was up on Monday night. I'm gonna just because uh, I just watched it. I'm looking this up. Yeah. Someone that showed it on Twitter cause... and I saw it. It, 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 YouTube tells me that went up three days ago. Yeah, me too. So you're misremembering the days. No, I can't be. This, this is impossible. Yeah. This came before everything happened. I can't be misremembering this because I he, remember I thinking think at the time, you're... this is weird. Why is it not announced anything yet? This was this was published on YouTube on Wednesday the 13th. That clip. Maybe that's not the, the exact means... one that I saw then. But there was no, no, something... the one that you're talking about with, the, with him showing the, you know, this is me. That's that clip. I'm looking yeah, but at it right could now. be up on multiple hosts. It could be on. It could be on multiple channels. No, and it may no, not even be on YouTube. You, it was shared on you, Twitter. You just misremembered. Yeah, because everything is. He went on on Tuesday because I'm looking at his Twitter, and it was at two o nine p.m. Also, even if even even if I'm wrong about this, he was still sharing images from the set and being backstage on Monday. They recorded it on Monday. No, because it says. <laughs> First part, King tweeted out a photo of himself just before the show's 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time taping in New York City. And that was on June 12th. Yeah, I'm seeing this. You know, an article here. DC Comics writer Tom King appeared on the late night with Seth Meyers Tuesday night. When did they announce Crisis on uh, Heroes in Crisis? Was that Wednesday then? On Wednesday, Wednesday, yes. Okay, I'm just I'm 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 a, I'm a day forward then or a day behind. My my, my point what, remains. This, no, this is what Matt's saying. It was late yeah. Tuesday night was the airing of the yeah. show, so the news cycle didn't pick it up until the yeah. Wednesday yeah. morning and, and do all the stuff with it. Okay, yeah. but why did we not hear about it on the internet? The internet doesn't care about the news cycle. Just because all know. the websites don't don't run with it till till the Wednesday. Yeah. I don't think I don't think a lot of these sites have a. Like, if they didn't get the press materials about they couldn't post about it till Wednesday, they're not going to, you know? Because that's just ethics. There's something fishy about all this. There's something yeah, fishy I about think, the timeline of all this. I think your lack of sleep is affecting your perception of reality. I slept well this week. I slept well. Like, maybe maybe I was a day behind, and I, I, I was mistaken Monday and Tuesday for Tuesday and Wednesday, but... The, the 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 interview aired and then we didn't actually get the news of Heroes in Crisis until like sometime in the middle of the next day. It was weird. You started telling us you're seeing the Shadow King and we have to intervene. <laughs> like, I'm just saying it's weird. There's something fishy about the timing here. It doesn't add up to me. That's all I'm saying. That, 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 that's a quality Legion reference, right? From someone that's only seen two episodes? That, that was a fine uh, Legion reference, yes. Okay. Alright. Yes. Good, good, okay. good. Alright. Anyway... Why? Who do I blame for even going down that that tangent? You for being wrong. That <laughs> uh, that's Pete's first shirt for the show. I swear it was on a Monday. To be fair, I also saw other people on Twitter um, after the interview aired asking, "Did we not get anything announced then?" I saw other people saying that on. Well, no, I, I, I questioned. Oh, was this in that interview? Because I didn't watch all it. I you know. I, I didn't say it was. I said, "Oh, was it?" And you and you went, "Oh, I don't know." And you, but then you went down the whole day. Path so we don't actually know if it was announced in that interview. Then that's just speculation at this point. Yeah, I haven't seen the whole interview. Neither have I. And I like Seth Meyers. So. Why are you arguing with me? They said, "Oh, it didn't air till midnight, and therefore it wouldn't be picked up until the next day." It was possible because possible. Peter, <laughs> they they don't film that till Tuesday. So unless you have a time sphere. There's no way you saw it on Monday. 
that's what we were arguing about. No, 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 no. That, that was that was that. early. That was a different argument. We'd moved on to a new thing after that. When I was questioning, okay, why was it not brought up on the internet until the next day? And you're <laughs> you know what? We're ending this now. We're ending this now. We're done. That's fine. We're moving on. Here's a crisis. What, what was that fact sheet? You want the fact? I'll give the facts. Here's the facts. Cannot be disputed. Right. This was put out by. This was curated by Tom King. These facts were written by him. Sanctuary is, this, is a safe place for superheroes to explore the trauma of their violent lives and deal with the other effects of the of the fight. They come. They rest. They confess, and they move on. Fact number two. Sanctuary was built five years ago, when Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman realised that emerging superheroes would sometimes need help dealing with the worst parts of the job. Fact number three. To the outside world, Sanctuary appears to be a small isolated ranch in rural Nebraska, but under the illusion, the ranch is really a sophisticated futuristic compound based on Kryptonian technology. It's like Hogwarts. Fact number four. It's better than Hogwarts though, because it's Kryptonian. Uh, How dare you. Fact number four. Sanctuary is manned solely by robots and holograms. The only real people at Sanctuary are heroes. Fact number five. I've lost count of it. Is it number five? <laughs> They're not numbered on my list. They're not numbered on my list. I'm just doing this. Uh, Sanctuary provides a therapy to the heroes of the DC Universe that they need. Number six. The typical state Sanctuary ranges from a few days to a few weeks and on rare occasions even longer. Number seven. Sanctuary is a secret. The general public do not know of its existence. I feel like we already got that from another one, but... Number eight. To protect the privacy of the heroes, the Trinity discourages them from talking about Sanctuary. (laughs) Though it is an open secret that many heroes have visited the facility. The first rule of Sanctuary is you do not talk about Sanctuary. (laughs) Second rule of Sanctuary. You do not talk about Sanctuary. Number nine. Only three people uh, know who goes to Sanctuary. Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman. No records of the visits are kept. Number 10. Batman sees Sanctuary as a necessity. Wonder Woman sees it as a kindness. Superman sees it as good. I feel like Superman's is like... I feel like they, they, they had something for Batman and Wonder Woman didn't know what... What, what does Superman think? No, nothing fits Superman, his character. It's good. Superman has never sounded more like crypto. It's very good. <laughs> it's like, you know, Batman's like, it's a necessity. That, that feels very Batman. Wonder Woman, it's a kindness. That feels like Wonder Woman. I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Being that Superman always aired to the side of the people, I'm going to say that it's a common good, is what they meant to say. Okay. Like, it's good They'll for the everybody. Because yeah. it, sounds, it sounds oddly simplistic when it gets to it Superman's does. part I of that. I that too, and I was just like, mm. And then the <laughs> last fact is, and now everyone who was at Sanctuary is dead. And then technically there's one more, but the last one is just, learn more about Sanctuary and Heroes in Crisis number one, coming in September. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's, this that's, definitely that's ties into the booster story, right? Where oh yeah, Booster's had his brain broken. Booster's there because of what happened in that Batman story. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and and presumably he's the only survivor from whoever was there at the time, which is why he's a suspect. Yeah, him yeah. and Harley. I don't know if Harley was there as a patient or if she was there as a. Yeah, so I'm oh, feeling like to... the yeah, because no one treats. Remember it's holograms and yeah. robots. So um, so they're there. Yeah. When it says everyone who was at Sanctuary is dead, I think that's a mistake because we know Ivy went there and I highly doubt Ivy's dead. Well, no. Every, I at think the it time. Everyone who was there at the moment, you know, at, right now, rather than who Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It past. was clearer in the, the, the paragraph. The fact, the wording's a little bit murkier. Yeah. I didn't think it was murky at all. Everyone who was at Sanctuary is dead. Yeah, like who was at there, like okay. right, who was there when this happened, not who has yeah. ever been there. All right, fine, fine, fine. Shut up. So, so how I feel the story is going to go is everyone's going to be blaming Harley, right? Because clearly her history 
And then it's going to start looking like it was Booster, you know. But then there's going to be a twist of it was the other person that was there. And it's going to be really great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm in Shades of Identity Crisis. Yeah, this is the thing. As soon as they announced this, I saw people on Twitter going, oh, how many relaunches are happening this time? And I'm like, calm down, people. It has the word crisis in the title. It is not that kind of crisis. Not to yeah, say that there won't be books spinning out of it at the it's end. It's the quiet but, crisis. Yeah, so it's the quiet. Yeah. It's the personal crisis. It's the it's the the personal. Uh, you know, because the whole thing, like everything Tom King said about it, it's like you know de- dealing with uh, their emotions, dealing with the tragedy, and how how they cope through all that. Um, and it's a murder yeah. mystery at the core as well, which sounds kind of yeah. nice. Uh, so I'm into it. I'm actually kind of pumped for this. I feel mm-hmm. like Clayman's a great artist as well. I think this yeah. type of story is something that serves King well. Uh, we have seven issues of this. Um, no, I'm game. Jurgens has, Jurgens has already complimented Clayman on some of the sketches and he's seen yeah. about Booster. So. Can, can we can we point out that Kite Man is on the cover? Kite Man is on. The, there's a lot of people on the cover. Uh, it's worth mentioning that Superman appears to be holding a certain mask of one Psycho Pirate in his hands, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is cool. But but Kite Man. Hell yeah, Kite Man. Kite Man could totally die in this though. He could. He's not off the table for a murder. That's all I'm saying. No, no, he's definitely not. He is. He is also, exactly the right level of murderable. I also don't think King would do that. I think he likes Kite Man too much. No, I think that's exactly why he does that. Is he? He? He's made people care about Kite Man just enough over the last couple of years that it's like, oh, that, that's prime for a killing. Yeah. Or of course, the reveal that he's actually the murderer. It's always always yeah. a possibility too. Um, no. But yeah, so we have a big DC event, a big seven issue event with a crisis in the title, and Kite Man's on the cover. Let's just let that <laughs> sink in. Seven issues is such a DC thing to do, too. It is, it yeah. is, yeah. yeah. I love it. Because they still do six most of the time, but every so often you get an event that's mm-hmm. seven issues. It's only ever the events that are seven as well. Like, yeah. uh, all the stories, you know, six or 12 usually. And then, but events, no, events get a seven. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's Crisis or Heroes in Crisis. I always say Crisis first by instinct because uh, I'm going to say Crisis on Infinite Earths. But no, Heroes in Crisis is what we're getting. So Tom King Clayman. It starts at the end of September. Um, so we'll have that in solicits next week, which we'll be getting on Monday. So uh, good stuff. I'm excited. I'm actually kind of intrigued uh, by this. Uh, more big stuff coming. So uh, next up, we've got some smaller things now to, to, to deal with. Uh, Batgirl's getting a new costume. Starting yep. in issue 27, which is the September issue, uh, which again will be in the solicits. Uh, the costume is designed by Sean Gordon Murphy, and it is based on the Batgirl Year One design. It's a little bit different, though. It's not the exact same, but you can see some influences no, here or there. I definitely see some influence of uh, of that Murphy from uh, White Knight mm. costume there. Yeah. So, and it looks good. I mean, I know a lot of people are big fans of the Burnside getup, but... I can take it or leave it. Like it's fine. Yeah, I'm glad. I like to be, it well enough. I'm glad to be getting away from it. I, I, I've never liked the leather jacket look to it. That's never. I have no problem with it. Been my thing. Um, I don't think this one's perfect. I do. Th- I'm not sure how I feel about the 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 battle going her chest, like going all the way to the sides. That doesn't. I like how the notes say it turns into a backpack. Yeah, so it's got a functional purpose as well. Yeah. The thing I'm not a fan of, the only thing I think I'm not a fan of on this costume is the ears stick up through the hair. It's like she's wearing yeah. a little headband. With the ears coming, I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. I kind of want a cowl if, if we're doing this right. I yeah, don't... unless you're. Oh, then again, her and Batman, I really don't know what the cowls. 
All the other Bat characters don't have them. No, I know, but I feel like she's had a cowl for so long now that... Yeah, it just feels right. It feels like it harkens back. Whenever we get a flashback, remember Summer Elias when we got the flashbacks to her early days as Batgirl? It feels very mm-hmm. similar to that. The colour scheme, I like the colour scheme. It's you know, it's this, the grey with the yellow and the, the, the blue cape. I do yeah. like that. Um, and the whole the whole premise of this is that... I've got some text here about the sort of the direction that uh, Muirhead Scott's... Uh, run is going to be taken here with this so this is going to be this, the version of the costume she was working on when she still lived with her dad uh, that's why it looks so much like the original Batgirl Year One outfit and she's actually living with her dad because she's like tracking down a villain and she needs to get the, that, that's the suit that she's got ready, that's the one that's around, she's got the one at her, her dad's house that she can grab so that's why she's wearing it, so it may not be that you know permanent, it could, this could just be like an arc with this suit could be, but, but more likely to be like, do you know what let's just stick with it very possibly, but that, that's kind of how we end up with it. Um, and she's facing off a Grotesque, who was a villain from Simone's run, actually, in the New 52. Yeah. Um, and I actually like what they're doing, because apparently, like, I can't remember, I don't remember too much about Grotesque from, from that run, but he's he's changed his MO. His MO is no longer just trying to steal fine art. Now he wants to make it brutally. Batgirl uncovers a string of grisly art pieces constructed out of human body parts at the scenes of various crimes. Sounds very Hannibal. Right. I was thinking uh, more seven esque, but yeah. No, but it, it reminds me of something very specific in the, in the Hannibal TV show. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the, there was the, a the one with the cello. In, I'm thinking in Soul's Daredevil run, there was an Inhuman that had the same MO, where he was going around killing other Inhumans and putting their bodies into strange works of art. So, it's pretty cool MO for a villain, I guess. Yeah, no, I like it. I like that because um, I think some of my favorite Batgirl stuff of recent years is when she's dealing with a proper like serial killer. You know, when she's dealing with her brother, for example. I really yeah. get into that stuff, and yeah. I, I like the idea of like the, the a dark villain kind of contrasting with because uh, I, I think the thing with Batman and Joker is that Batman's the dark character. So Joker's a very dark character when you look at what he does, but he does it in a very you know bright like in your face kind of way. I like that for Batgirl because she is a bit more friendly and cheery and outgoing. You flip it and you have the villain be the dark, sinister, evil-looking mm-hmm. one, you know? So, I like that yeah. contrast. Uh, so, it's good. So, yeah, uh, so she's... Mary has Scott's first story is in Batgirl 25, but her run her arc starts properly in issue 26, and then that continues into the annual number two, which are both in August, and then 27's in September. So, uh, that's when all this stuff is, is happening. So, 27's when she gets the new costume. So, that is coming. So, that's cool. Uh, next up... DC Black Label, we have some dates for a couple of the books and when they're starting. We have Batman the Damned, uh, issue one, which is the Brian Azzarello and Lee Bahirma one. Uh, the first issue of that is coming September 19th, and then later issues are coming every other month. I'm really excited about this one. So, you know, September, November, so on. Uh, I don't remember if they said how many issues there were going to be of that. I don't think they said any like issue counts back when we, we got the announcement because it was just kind of like vague. Like they might be graphic novels, they might be yeah. Issues. I didn't mention that one was a mini, but other than mm-hmm. that, I don't recall if they. So said. we have no idea. It could be three, could be four issues, could be could be more. Because I'm thinking they're big issues as well. I'm thinking they're prestige sized. They might well be if they're every other month. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Frank Miller and Jeremy Meter Junior Superman Year One Issue One will arrive in November. Um, which we're all looking forward to checking out the first history of, I'm sure. Um, and then the last one this year is going to be the other history of the DC Universe issue one from John Ridley um, and an unannounced art team. That is going to be in December. That one will be monthly, whereas the the two mentioned previously are every other month. So uh, 
So that, that's some, some, some more concrete details on when we're expecting some of these. Of course, the rest will be coming sometime uh, next year. So uh, so there you go. That's the, that's the Black Label stuff. Uh, probably just worth to cap off the news with... Uh, just just on, on the Black Label stuff, they're actually retroactively adding trades on the label. Uh, White Knight yeah. was the first one, one we of them, heard yeah. about because um, Murphy mentioned it. Uh, you know, He was quite happy because he gets to put in the, the original uncensored art versions. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. I'm going to counter that with saying he was just actively excited by saying, you get to have the first Joker Harley sex scene with nudity. Um, yeah, yeah, but no, but I, I remember him tweeting about this originally, this scene, and he was a little upset that he had to, you know, um, that he had to, to censor it because of the team. I'm just saying, stuff. it's not it's not doing anything to counter my opinion that White Knight, whilst good, is very much just schlock, as him being excited by adding nudity into it. So, you know, I was, I'm just letting that sit there. Um, but I know that there's other ones. I think they're in, like, All-Star Superman. Is going All-Star Superman. Label. Batman Year One, which is kind of a weird one, to be honest. But they do, yeah. They do that in... I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Mr. Miracle's trade. New Frontier is a... Going to be one of the retroactive ones as well. It's getting reprinted on the black label. So, so wow. So it's like legendary kind of stories are going to end up there. I think it's specifically anything that's elseworldly or self-contained. Yeah, which is why I think your one's an odd pick, given that the rest of the the choices. But you know, yeah, hey-ho. yeah. yeah. I feel Mister Miracle probably ends up there. Very possibly. Uh, so we got artists for some of the Zoom and Ink books. So I just want to round off the news by telling you who's on these books. So DC Superhero Girls... Uh, no, sorry, I'll skip one. Uh, Super Sons, the Polar Shield Project, which is written by Ridley uh, Pearson, is going to be uh, have art by uh, Isle Gonzalez. Um, and then we're going to have DC Superhero Girls Spaced Out, written by Shia Fontana. The art on that is going to be Agnes Grabowska. And then... You have Batman Overdrive, which is written by Shia Fontana. That's going to have art by Marcelo Di Chiara. And then we have Black Canary Ignite. That's, of course, written by Meg uh, Chabot. That's going to be illustrated by Cara McGee. Uh, and then uh, maybe the big one here, Mira Tidebreaker, which is written by Danielle Page, is going to have art by Stephen Byrne. So yeah. they announced all the arts uh, for these. Oh, I've got more. Oh, there's even more. Hold on. Under the Moon, A Catwoman's Tale, written by Lauren uh, Miracle. Uh, that's going to have art by Isaac Goodhart. Harley Quinn, Breaking Glass, written by Mariko Tamaki, is going to have art by Steve Pugh. Teen Titans Raven, written by Cami Garcia, is going to be illustrated by Gabriel Piccolo. And that's yeah, that's the one I'm excited about because that's the one. Uh, you know the that new Teen Titans design that that me and Matt quite liked that was going around mm-hmm. Twitter a little while ago. You know, Starfire not the NASA shirt. Uh, that's yep. that artist. I don't remember yes. this, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, great. Image. Well, me, it was a proof of concept for this, I think, originally. Yeah, I had found it on Reddit, and then I shared it to Connor. Yeah, uh, it's it's really good. There's the whole series of them that I found uh, that really plays up like them as modern day teens. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's this artist. Uh, so looking forward to it. I I did see that you know they're really targeting the bookstore audience with these. You know they're probably giving them like all all, uh, novel style covers. Uh, rather than yeah. being like, typical trade looking. Yeah. I mean, I think we knew they were going to target the bookstore because that was kind of the, the, the intent. It, it was, but just even in the, the design of the, the books and how they're actually putting them out as well. So I thought it was interesting. So yeah, uh, so that, that is the news. So fairly packed news this week. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, we'll have solicits next week, maybe a few tidbits in there as well to get dive into. But without further ado, I think we can actually get onto the books and start digging our way through these. And we're going to kick off with what I think is the main event, is Man of Steel number three, Brian Michael Bendis <laughs> writing, 
with Ryan Sook on art with one page, two pages maybe, by Jason Fabuk, as as per usual. Uh, he needs to pick a name. It's either Jay or Jason. Like... I think it was Jay in the book. I, I think I just wrote down Jason because I'm so used to saying that instead. No, 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 it's fine. But then when you go to look up Jay Fabic, right? Because mm-hmm. I just was like, oh, maybe it's a different guy. I don't know. The only thing that comes up is Jason Fabic. So is that he just going through like a... I think, I think he's thing? changed it to Jay. Or he wants to be known as Jay now, but not everyone's updated yet. Not everyone's actually changed over. Yeah. So that's why it's doing that. Okay. So... There you go. I don't know. So Connor's left because he doesn't want to talk here. This so yeah, we can make fun fine. of him. We can we can say whatever yeah. we want about Connor behind his back now. I've had a lot of my friends be like, "I can't believe you like Man of Steel. It's not that good." I was like, "It's not over yet. Let's chill. You've literally only got half of it." Like, do you go to the movies and be like, "This movie sucks," and the half? Like some people do. <laughs> yeah, and then you just leave, and they're like, "Nah," you know. But this, uh, I felt this was a not a center piece but like the story's really got started oh yeah i like this issue a lot i really like this issue um i i I thought this issue had played one of the darkest moments i've seen in a while in a dc comic i got so sorrowful i had i had a rough week i got hit by anxiety this book did no favors to help ease that anxiety so uh uh, man just the art here because I don't want to spoil the page, but man, I got sad. Super nah, sad. I mean, obviously, um, you know, Rogelzar lands on Earth. He, he arrives at the fortress, and there's not a lot of dialogue here. It's just him landing there, going at the fortress. Uh, he destroys Calix. You know, first of all, because you know, Calix is like, yeah. you don't belong here. It's like, ah, quiet, robot. And he, it, we end this scene with him finding the bottled city of Kandor. And I'm like, oh dear, what's going to happen? And that's when we, we cut to Superman, and he's actually, he's, you know, he's, he's with uh, the, the fire lady that we've been introduced to. Yeah. Moore, um, I think her name is. And yeah. uh, he's like, oh yeah, I called someone who's a good investigator. I'm like, oh, this is going to be Batman. And, and I'm like, and I remembered actually, because uh, a few days before this came out, Bendis was like teasing on Twitter that he wrote his first ever yeah. Batman scene. Uh, so here we are, we had, we had some, some Batman in this. And. This was a fun scene. Um, I, I like the humor between them, uh, you know, because Superman accidentally scares her when he appears out of nowhere. Yeah. He's like, oh, sorry, I forgot that your senses wouldn't have, you know, picked me up yeah. uh, in the shadows. And then Batman appears and scares the shit out of her. And, uh-huh. and he's like, okay, now, I, I did it by accident. You did that on purpose. On purpose, yeah. I'm Batman. Because <laughs> that's, that's what he does. He appears from the shadows and then disappears while you're talking to him. Yeah. Because he's rude. You know, uh, Super- Superman also Batman's out of the scene here because they're basically just talking about the fires well, and they're trying to figure things out. Yeah, so, and Superman has this thing where he's like, well, who's ever doing these fires is doing them um, under my nose almost like to spite me. Mm. Like, and, but he can't worry about that because he gets like a signal watch call that only like he can hear. Yeah, from the and fortress. And he takes off. Yeah. Yeah, from the fortress. And, and Batman makes a comment to more like, when you have the world's most polite man and he leaves without saying goodbye something must be really earth shattering yeah uh, so for a good that reason a that yeah. that shows the bendis just he gets superman like what makes him tick just by showing what what batman thinks of him yeah and they are as fun like when he arrives at the fortress and there's oh, that close-up oh. of his eyes and then he's looking around the destruction and then eventually you know cara pops so this is the first we see supergirl mm-hmm. in the in the book yep. And she posts, oh, what happened here? And she's asking questions and uh, oh. what's going on. And 
Clark's like crying about Candor, and he's like, I, you know, I, I was supposed to save them. I was going to, you know, bring them back, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then she looks up, and you get that page, the the, the art, the panel, the the, the, the broken, the, the, you know, the, the city of Candor, the ball's the been broken, it's Scar- destroyed. Uh, it's like a super dark moment. It's like that's an entire city full of people that have just, yeah, you know, he's just gone. killed. And you know, thinking of this like in a meta way. This makes it. I like it when Superman and Kara are like the only Kryptonians. Mm. Always having that tease of the bottled city, and and we got it in the world of New Krypton, and I thought it was handled well. Uh, and they they got out of that hole that they dug uh, by destroying the other Krypton, um, or New Krypton rather. Here now it just returns Kara and Superman to being the only Earthbound Kryptonians. Like sure, there might be other Kryptonians out in space that got away. Well yeah, I feel like the TV show's done a really good job at that. Like, you know, sure, they're the last Kryptonians we know of, you know, but I like that Desire and I just like how heartbroken Superman is. And Kara who kinda like she's heartbroken too, but it's a different level for Clark. Well you're saying he's more heartbroken. Yeah, because I feel like He's had a longer time with it because, yeah, her whole timey-wimey getting here late. She's still a teenager. Like, yeah, she actually has memories of all of that. But that this was his promise. And now he can't fulfill it because of Zar. You know? I think you could argue that she actually cares even more because she does have the memories. Like, to her, this is not just, like, a story of what happened before she yeah. was born. And, and Yeah, and I feel like... Well, I just feel like Superman's been with it longer. Like, yeah, she has all the memories and whatnot, but... Again, like I just I keep going, like how heartbroken he was that he couldn't fulfill his promise to Candor. Like I'll I'll get this figured out, and and now he can't. Like Zar took basically his heritage away, like what he was meant to do. Yeah, and of course, Kara asks about Lois and John if they're safe, and he's like, they're not here. Yeah. We do get our, our, our one, no, just, it has just one page this time, actually, the tease yeah. uh, of the giant head, and we see it open. And the way I see who it is, we see someone inside. Uh, there was a green light behind them. They look bald, and you hear John mm-hmm. ask, "Who is that, Dad?" Um, there is three like smaller lights around the circle, which would maybe mm-hmm. imply a brainiac of some kind. But I'm, I mean, I'm just stretching at that point. Yeah, there's also a hint of green, too. I feel like they want us to think that it's Luther. I don't think it is. Yeah, and if it is a Luther, it's a Luther from the future that's actually heroic. That that rose above the hatred of, of Kryptonians, you know, uh, and he's here to help Superman. Um, cause yeah, cause well, well, Clark's broken up about Lois and John not being there. It doesn't seem tragic. It seems like they're almost a witness protection, you know? Yeah. He's not allowed to see them to keep them safe kind of yeah. thing. Uh, and mm-hmm. he tells Carrot, he go like, you know, make sure your loved ones are okay. And then meet me in Metropolis. And Superman basically comes in, he checks the city, makes, tries to look for whoever, make sure the planet's okay, make sure, you know, all the usual spots are okay. And that's when he gets hit, and we get this fantastic action scene. He gets he gets blasted, and he goes across, like, he goes past the Daily Planet window, and you see, like, Jimmy and Perry look out. And you have Supergirl who actually catches him. And it's like, okay, right, so we've got both supers here. And she's like, okay, so why don't you introduce me to this future dead person <laughs> that we're going to fight? Mm-hmm. So that's actually the whole issue. The final page is like, we finally see Rogozar. He's on top of one of the buildings, and both Superman and Supergirl are flying towards him. And that's the whole issue. It's just, you know, he came to Earth, and he is drawn first blood, and it is a big yep. first blood. He, he's not hesitating, and he's not making these big grand statements to the world. It's strictly personal. 
Yeah, yeah. Because like, what what he did was super dark. I, I really, I, I, I was not expecting Rogar Zar's thing to... Like, I mean, obviously he, he's claiming that he destroyed Krypton and, and we're speculating yeah. if that's true or not and he wants to kill them all at the very least. But actually having him mm-hmm. kill Kandor City and everyone inside it is like, oh, that is like, yeah. really... Okay, he's and like what a proper war criminal now. Is where Clark names all the people he can remember yeah. in there. And he's almost like shell-shocked. Yeah, because you guys look five or six, but how many people of you know thousands yeah. can you possibly yeah. remember? You know, yep. even if you are Superman. But yeah, but the fact that he does, and there's the, that's not they're not nameless inhabitants of the city. He knew them, so yeah. Oh man, it was dark. It, dark. it hit me right in the heart. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was a great issue. I think this is probably the best of the three so far. Yeah. Um, obviously, unlike the last issue, the art is very consistent. You have the one page of Fabic in the middle because it's like that. But thing it's all Ryan Suck. Yeah, yeah. It nails the action very well. Yeah, it's not like next level art by any means, but it's Suck. I think always has done a good Superman. So and it plays to his strength, like you said, with the action, and even the facial expressions in this one were real strong. That that scene where he's he sees all the damage yeah i think the... both when rogozar first arrives at the fortress and then when superman yeah. goes back and finds the damage they're both very similar scenes in that they're both kind of like walking in and just sort of witnessing it for the first time yeah and, I, well, and they're very quiet kind of scenes you know yeah, there's no dialogue, there's dialogue really on any of it yeah it's yeah it's unsettling to see like i'm i'm curious to see where zar goes uh but yeah i want superman to just end him that's it. <laughs> nah, super good. Uh, so that's about we'll rate the book. Uh, it's actually a really quick one to talk about because it is essentially just uh, oh, sure. other than the Batman scene. Uh, it's you know Rogozar arrives, he wrecks the fortress, he destroys Kandor City. The emotional impact hits both Superman and Supergirl about that, yeah. and then they they meet him in Metropolis and the fight's ready to go. So, but I think it's really effective in what it's doing. Uh, so we'll rate the book, uh, Matt. What are you gonna give it out of ten? This one's an eight point five. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Oh, I thought we were going to, oh, yeah. <laughs> to give, give no, some no, reasoning. We, we talked about everything I enjoyed. It, sure. Uh, it hit hard. The art was great. The art was... See, I want to say it's good, but not great, but I enjoyed the art, so it looked fantastic. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I would go as high as a name. I, I thought this was simple. It was effective. It made some big moves in terms of what the plot is. It made Rogo's art, even if his design still kind of lackluster, uh, his motivations and his actions are far more interesting than I think we were expecting them to be before we started this. So, um, no, 9 out of 10. And again, consistent art always helps. That's nice. Alright, so we'll move on then to Hawkman number one, Robert Venditti rating, and Brian Hitch on the art. Uh, so, this is interesting. It's been a while since we've had an issue one for a, an ongoing book. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. one that's uh, like new for like the post rebirth launch. Like you know, like oh, here's a hero we haven't yeah. had yet. You know, I mean, it's popped up and things. I mean, but you know, yeah, new series. So, and I, and I think it's worth the wait. I really do. You enjoy the book, then, Matt? Oh yeah, um, uh, yeah, I did too. I'll jump in. You jumped in. So, the fact that we get to see Hawkman running around with the satchel, I'm already getting Indiana Jones vibes. I knew you'd like that, Matt. Yeah, right? And then he goes into this water temple, right? The sunken temple. And what's the deity? But a gigantic stone ape. <laughs> I, I think there's the narration is a little clunky at times. But overall, yes. I had a blast. I love the ideas. I love what we're doing with 
finally trying to establish the two, the, the various versions of Hulk. Oh yeah, that, that, I mean that comes later when she, he goes to uh, Xanadu to, that's, to sort yeah. things but out. That's every Hawkman story I've ever read is him finding out about the different lives and there's always something more to it, whether it was John's no, uh, self Kendra. They, they, they don't usually link the Thanagarian and the Egyptian together. No. I mean, no, well, what, John's did. In some ways, yeah. Well, but I mean, not what, definitively. Because what it says at the end here is not only has he been reincarnated, he's, he's not even just been reincarnated in time, it's all over space as well. So there's different versions of him on different planets, that, you know, over Including time. Including a Kryptonian one. Including a Kryptonian yeah. one, yes. Which, which kind of, I don't want to say it broke my brain, but I'm like, wait. So is he existing in multiple places at the same time? Or I don't. I wouldn't think so. I think it's more. It's just when he reincarnates, he doesn't necessarily reincarnate on Earth. He could reincarnate so, elsewhere. So all the times that he wasn't reincarnating on Earth, he was on another planet, right? Yeah. So he was on Ran at one point. He was on Thanagar at one point. He was on Krypton. Yeah. Like, and this also opens up to the future reincarnations, right? So there might be a Hawkman that runs around with a legion of superheroes. In yeah. the 30th century, or there might be a Hawkman that knew Booster Gold in the 25th. Well, there you go. Or even Those Zoom. Like it opens up so many more possibilities, and I think that's what makes Hawkman work. Is is his tie to history, and now this just doesn't do Earth's history. This is galaxy wide. Yeah. Um, I thought it was just okay. Um. But it's not actually, like, I actually like the concepts. I like the idea of Indiana Jones Hawkman. I like him fighting the giant stone ape. I like the uh-huh. this mess with these backstory and that you know, this is kind of the explanation for the Ran and more the Thanagar. But Ran's new. Yeah. Thanagar's the normal one. Um, yeah. And all that stuff. Um, but I'm not a big fan of Indy. I do think that the dialogue or the narration specifically felt kind of clunky to me. It- and the, my biggest problem, though, I think, with the book is that I really don't like Hitch's art. Usually I'm it was not big on it. This, yeah. this is probably the best hitch I've ever seen. I still don't mm-hmm. love it, but it's by far the best I've seen him ever do. I'm just, I'm just not into the art all that much. I, I think um, it's, I think it was the colors that really brought it out, like for me, like you know, the especially like when he's outside flying, all the the lighting and stuff. I think that looks really good, and it, it hides some of the hitchness that I'm yeah. usually not big so, on. I feel when hitch isn't writing. Uh, he has a thing for action when he's just drawing it. Like when he's writing action, it's very boring. Like he he just this. he writes what he wants to draw. Yeah, but here when someone else is like, "Hey, I'm gonna have Hawkman fly against this gigantic stone ape, and there's gonna be rubble everywhere," and he just he kills that page. Like it looks great. I think. Oh, it's a great page. Probably the yeah. most I've yeah, it's probably the most I've liked Hitch since he's been at DC. Like. Cause he did he did the JLA stuff right with Johns, or was that Finch? That was Finch. Yeah. Okay. I get um, them confused so often. And obviously, at the end it also sets up there's a big presence coming to destroy all the worlds that he's been on, starting with there. So that's kind of set up the big bad uh, for for the book. Um, so it's funny because skimming through it there as we were talking about it, like I'm like, yeah, no, like, this is all kind of fine stuff. Like again, yeah, adventuring, fighting giant monster, uh, you know, rock monsters and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know. Was, and the fact is, is I'm seeing a lot of people like it, like on Twitter and stuff. Like I'm seeing a mm-hmm. lot of people are quite happy with it. So ho- people who want to like Hawkman, I think, are getting a lot out of this. Um, but, uh, for me, it's just the creative teams kind of annoying my 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna oh. I'm definitely give me a Whoa, whoa. Nah. Yeah. Jesus. You broke my ears. Yeah. I, I I'll be honest, I don't understand you know, you, you, you really don't like Venditti and he's not always great, but I feel like yeah. this is perfectly fine level of Venditti. Yeah, it's better than his flash for sure. Like his yeah. flash has huge problems. Um But yeah, no, I I'm definitely gonna give it the first arc and see where it goes. But this is definitely my kind of book. This is what I want out of a Hawkman. So I'm yeah. so happy. Week two is kind of busy. I'll see how I feel next month if I if I read issue two or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. But I'm not feeling yeah. super excited. I thought about um, it. I I really like the lettering on the on the the stone ape. You know where you mm-hmm. know where, it, where it's shouting at him at the end. Yeah. The, the letters all distort, and you can still read it. But you get yeah. that you know it's it's underwater. It's all you know all this stuff's there. Yeah, I just it, it's really strong lettering work that you know usually I don't have much cause to actively yeah shout out the letters. Also, they hinted at seafaring apes and winged apes. And I was like, Venditti, if you don't go there, this is the guy that gave a space ape. Like, he has a thing for gorillas, I'm sure. So he must do. Yeah, yeah like, but no, uh, there's so much there with it, like. I hope we get more Indiana Jones stuff. I hope that's what it focuses on. Because him going around and searching for these nth metal artifacts, right? That was mm. the, yeah. the crux of it. I feel like him. we will get some more of that, at least. Uh-huh. Even, even if it's not his goal is to go and do that. You know, like this issue, it starts with that's his objective. Yeah. I feel like it might be a byproduct of whatever he has to do, he has to go and get X yeah. object. And that's, yeah, and that's fine. Like, But I, I'm in. Yeah. Alright, okay. I guess we'll rate the book then. Um, what are you giving it, Matt? Uh, like, like Man of Steel is an 8.5. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And so it surprised me more than anything. Alright, Connor? Uh, I give it an 8. Uh, I think, even though I, I, I did enjoy the art more than I expected, still hitch ultimately. But I had a blast. Um, and I am going with a 5.5. Wow. Which one? I mean, I just, I, I just don't think the the dialogue uh, flowed for me. Um, uh, I, I like the concepts, but overall, I thought it was a bit of a sludge to get through. You know what it is, Connor? We're used to reading Venditti so often in Green Lantern and Hell and Pals. I don't think it affects us like it affected Pete. Mm. Maybe, maybe. That's probably uh, you could uh, just be used to the way he writes now. Yeah, could be. Yeah. We we've been assimilated. <laughs> it's an acquired taste, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, because that's why. I s- I originally stopped. I would not not just because of Hal. Like I didn't like the way he was writing Hal. It was kind of he's very dialogue heavy, you know, or very narration heavy, and he hasn't been so much, I guess, in in Hal and Pals as of late. So yeah, it's funny because this this book doesn't actually feel that narration heavy to me. It's mm-hmm. you, know, you have chunks. You have like a certain section where okay, here's quite a bit of narration, um, like right at the start and then towards the end, you know, with the the discovery page. Uh, you know, with all the all the lives, but mostly it's just okay. Here's a little bit here or there. It's not that you know mm-hmm. all invasive like it is on some of his other works. I think the problem is though, is that, uh, the big chunk of it is at the start, so it kind of put me in a. Oh, uh, I also like what it did. Mood, it's I guess. building, it's building a supporting cast with the with the Greek guy. Yeah. That that he's you know he knows his family, and the wife packed you know Carter. Oh, and Xanadu as well. I assume is going to pop up. And Xanadu, yeah. So. And what's cool about him is you can do the adventure stuff, but you also do the mystical 
reincarnation stuff. And I hope Venditti strikes the balance. But I thought this was a really strong first issue. I'm definitely coming back for more. I think I think if I liked the art, I think it would raise it, raise it a lot for me. Because I think, you know, once the narration stops and he's fighting the, the stone ape and all the rest of it, I think if that if I was visually appealed by that, I'd be. Yeah. I think I'd be more into it, but as as it is, kind of okay, kind of in the meh range. But I appreciate what it's going for, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, week two is starting to get busier though, so we'll see if how uh, if I feel like squeezing it in next month. Uh, but no promises. But it sounds like you two are going to be covering it at the very least, so uh, you can expect Hawkman number two next month. Which takes us on to the other issue one we have. This one's for a mini, but it is a notable character, Plastic Man number one. Gail Simone writing, uh, Adriana Emilio on the art. So. This is uh, our, our first solo Plastic Man book in quite a while, and it is delving sort of back towards his early days. Uh, this is soon after his origin, seemingly, um, where he's he wants to figure out who shot the guard because he was in the, in the middle of a bank robbery when all that all his his accident went down to give him his powers, and mm. a guard got shot. And while he may have been a bit of a criminal, he may have been a bit of a shady character. He's not okay with that. So he wants to try and figure out who who did it, and of course the big shock to him is that when he you know as Plastic Man when he you know interrogates one of the guys, he's like, oh it's Eel, Eel, Mc- Eel, he did it, he did it, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and he's horrified, and he's horrified. So now he's having nightmares of that, uh, and of course you have the, the 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 Plastic Man narration, which is pretty pretty comical, pretty witty. He, I mean, his opening tactic to try and get some information is to go see his old gang and get the crap kicked out of him, uh, mm-hmm. but of course he's okay because he's Plastic Man, he can take the beating. Yeah, but he has to play like he can't, you know? Uh, I'll be honest. I don't think I laughed anything more, uh, you know, a comic in in recent times than him going, wait, is Wang good or bad? Does it still mean penis? (laughs) Yeah, after he's been beat up and this random passerby asks him that. Yeah. Um, And then him just using Wang for the rest of the issue. That was cracking me up. Yeah, it actually ends in the cliffhanger with all the cops coming after him. He's like, that's so not Wang. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I just like hearing you guys say Wang. Wang. Yeah, it's funny in, in different accents. <laughs> uh, That's so Wang, word, Matt. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't enjoy this that much. So, oh no, for like, me this was way better than Hot Man. I like this. It quite was, a bit. yeah, it like it was fun, and it was. I I feel like Plastic Man's an acquired taste, though, and mm. when it comes to stretchy heroes, I'm more of a Ralph Dibney kind of guy. Um, this def- yeah, this definitely felt like weirdly like an '80s comic. Like it just had this tone to it. Oh, even it- down to the the front cover has uh, you know a dialogue, it has a speech. There's cover that, on it. yeah. And just the art is very reminiscent of of that era. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is none of it's a slight; it's just something I noticed. Yeah, I, I quite like the art. I like how it's got that sort of pulp. It's, it's got a very sort of uh, comic noir kind of feel to it. Like that, that opening yeah. page where the the mobster's girlfriend's like, "Oh, you probably should take me out and, and you know out in the town tonight." And he's like hiding the baseball bat behind him, and he's got that yeah. look in his face. It's just it's got this kind of like uh, this comical version of like a noir that we're kind of doing here with. with I Plastic love the, Man. the contrast and the colors. Like that, those first few pages, it's so gritty and, and grim. And then as soon as his power started, you get the yellow glow, and everything inside that yellow glow is just so vibrant and bright. But everything around it's still kind of dull. Yeah, that contrast really works for me. Yeah. Um, also, the the humor is a little bit more racy than you might get in your typical DC book. You know, there's, there's that joke where he's like, "Hey, I left some rubbers at your mom's house on the nightstand. Can I get those back? Your sister's in town." Yeah. That's that's, that's a one-two punch. That right there. That's that such joke. a good slab. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. No, it's, just, it's, it's filled with a lot of comedy beats. Just the whole idea of him, like, you know, going by the uh, the nightclub and, like, you know, he's like, the, the one girl who likes him, he doesn't want to, you know, go with her because, oh, she likes me, then, you know, it would only end badly. But the ones I do like, I like also the intimidate uh, one of the bad guys that he interrogates. He does so by, uh, you know, plasticking into Wonder Woman. Uh, but it's like Wonder Woman with the red and the yellow like colour scheme that he has. Yeah. Uh, it's a really nice touch. Uh, I also like when they almost get hit by the car and he just stretches his legs up and goes over the top of it. Uh, I don't know, it's a bunch of stuff. It's very expressive. It's very kind of... The, the, the expressions on their faces are very exaggerated in the art, but I think that works for the, the type of characters we're working with here. Small touch. You know when he does go to the club and uh, you know, yeah. the, the girl agrees to him at the stars in the, the Supergirl outfit? That's the, the bombshells outfit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I thought, uh, oh, that was a nice little, you know, just... It's a color. good costume. And then the one yeah. he likes is uh, uh, wearing, like, an Aquaman uh, yeah. sexy outfit. Um, also... I, I, I laughed at the uh, the Batman and Catwoman yeah, strippers. the pole dancing, yeah. yeah. And it's just it's just people in underwear, but they just happen to have Batman and Catwoman cowls on. That's all they have. That's <laughs> uh, good. So the big, the big plot thing of the issue, though, outside of his guilt over possibly killing this guard, if it was really him... Uh, uh, you know, if, if that turns out to be true. And I'm suspecting to think it might not be. Or if it, if it is that... If it does turn out to be true, then it'll be a sort of redemption kind of I, thing. I can see that being the motivating yeah. thing for him. Um, but the big thing is that we have this spiral agent who comes by. Um, and we get the joke that he can have a six-pack or a 12-pack uh, or whatever. Mm. Um, I, I did laugh at her reaction to him just like, oh, here's a six-pack. Oh, you want a 12-pack? Uh, I thought it was quite funny. But yeah, so apparently there's a secret organisation that is manipulating governments and getting rid of the ones that won't help it so it can take over the entire world and even the the super meta teams might be infiltrated so i, I need someone i can trust that isn't on the inside yet uh so she's recruiting old plastic mad and he's kind of into it and he actually goes by to help he drives away he drives away that's, that's true yes uh he actually goes by to help uh someone who calls him and when he gets there, he's like dying, and he asks him, "Oh, who did this? Who, who, who killed everyone?" And the guy in blood just writes "JLA" on the wall, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, this is interesting." All right, we got we got yeah. our mystery. We got we got the like who's JLA who's almost this? certainly stands for something else. Probably, yep. yeah. It'll be I don't know. Jacob Blanzing Almond or something. Some dude. The best you come up with. Yeah. On the spoiler of the moment, that's the best you're getting, yes. Alright. Okay, Japanese Little League Association. Little League is too else. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought the image of, of little Japanese kids with baseball bats being the villains behind all this might amuse you, Matt, but okay. Alright, why don't you go write that into an issue of Green Arrow? <laughs> So, so I, I had fun with this. I was, I was into. I, I like the narration a lot. I think that's they are really good and expressive. But I think what really nailed this for me is Gail Simone's voice for Plastic Man in his head. The narration was really, yeah. really selling it on me. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of it. upset. This is only a mini. Yeah, I could do with this being an ongoing. But, but hey. so many books. It's maybe a good thing that this will end in six months, and it's you know it's yeah, replaced with something else. Well, and so depending on how packed the next week two is. I might read the next one, but if I'm packed like this week, I probably wouldn't. So basically, me and Matt are opposites on Hawkman and Plastic Man. Yeah. What a fun turn of events. Yeah. This is weird that I'm the one being positive on both of them. No, but well, that's you, like Ma- you don't like Man of Steel. You don't, you're not going to read any Bend of Superman. So that basically yeah. accounts for like five of these, right? Okay. okay. And then me and Matt can, you know, yeah. like. like I, I didn't, I didn't think Plastic Man was bad. I just, 
you know, I, I had high expectations for Gail Simone. I'm a big fan of, of her DC stuff. So, and this didn't quite meet them. Like, it was a fine. Opening. I think I like this more than uh, some of her recent DC stuff. Like, yeah. I like this more Same than the, the, the newer version of Secret Six. I like this more than our Batgirl run. When, you know, I like that Batgirl run, but it's it's not like like a standout where like, oh, that's a must-read. Like, you know, it, was, like, it was solid amongst the pack of what was on at the time yeah. in 52. But, you know, but Cass, Cassie Kane's Batgirl, Stephanie Brown's Batgirl, those runs, I think, are much better than, than yeah. someone's run in Batgirl. I feel someone's run has been solid. Her bird's... A prey run solid. Oh yeah, it's, it's birds um, of prey. Secret six. Not that I've read Secret six, but uh, from what I hear, it's yeah. very good. Definitely. Uh, but, but birds of prey is uh, one of the big things that she did, of course. Um, I guess we'll rate the we'll rate Plastic Man then. Uh, what are you stretching to, Connor? Uh, I, I'm going for an eight point five. This is a this is a really good stuff. I think I will go with a solid eight. Um, I, I, I had a blast. I think it's funny. I like the art a lot, and I think the voice for Plastic Man is a uh, it was fun. It kept me bubbling. Like, like I was enjoying every single panel of narration. I was, you know, I was always into what he was talking about uh, mm-hmm. because it, it had that kind of like, you know, I'm the hard done by detective, but it's really yeah. funny because it's Plastic Man. Uh, so, Matt. Uh, so I really enjoyed the art. I enjoyed Simone's voice. But the story wasn't working, so this is a seven for me. No, right. says a lot how busy it. Uh... About how busy week two is when a seven mm-hmm. is a maybe I won't get to this next month. <laughs> uh, but hey, there you go. So you know, I mean, I suppose it's good. Sometimes we all like green stuff, so I guess it's nice. There's a couple yeah. of books this week that were differing mm-hmm. on a little bit. Um, all right. So next up, we have Batman. Batman. I want to read Batman, Batman now. That sounds good. Uh, <laughs> so we have Batman Prelude to the Wedding, Batgirl versus Riddler number one. Tim Sully writing, Mikayu Zhang on the art. So this is the third of these. I I might be out on these. Oh my! Oh no! I'm this this issue. Attention. No, no, it's not a bad issue, but yeah. I I don't know what the point of these is now. You know, in that first one with Damien, I was like, okay, mm. that's what these are. They're about the relationships, and you know, it's yeah. about how this wedding's affecting them. And now it it's just not, is it? These are just. This is the comic, uh, the comic equivalent of going to Taco Bell after work. You're like, yeah, I, maybe I shouldn't, but you know what? I have three dollars to spend. Oh, just just for clarification, Matt, did you enjoy the issue? Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay, I enjoyed it way yeah. more than the Nightwing. Yeah, I enjoyed it way more than Nightwing as well. Uh, I, know, but I agree. I think it's a better issue than that. But, it, but it's just... yeah. These this is empty calories. This is not going to impact. I like the. I feel like they messed up when they started with the Damien issue. Because that one was so strong, it's going to make the rest of them... I think so that's why good. they put that first. They were like, hey, we'll hook them with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that argument too. Well, there's the thing. So, so the whole thing ends with Babs realising that like, she, she's ignoring our relationship process. Because if, if what they're trying to do with this is saying that, okay, Bruce being getting married makes like you know people around them reconsider their romantic attachments and you know if this is like i mean i don't necessarily think it's going to have a lasting effect but let's say it did let's say babs and dick actually start dating properly and are a proper couple in the dcu going forward right if that's what if that's what comes out of this this would be like okay that was important in terms of the wedding kind of inspired that in her to think that way i don't think it is i think this is just going to be like a, a fun little one shot that's not really that important in the grand scheme that, of things that's like they're, they're feeling more and more superfluous like you know how when we went into these we were expecting oh they're just tying cash grabs they're just there yeah for one shot every week and then that first one surprised us and we went maybe not yeah. now i'm back to go do you know what i don't need to read these they're just kind of here I don't think that's a reason to stop. Well, how do I phrase this? 
I think that's a bit harsh. Like, why do I need to read these? Because they can still just be fun one shots, and that can be okay. Yeah, I thought this one was really fun. I like. Uh, yeah. It was Babs running around with a headphone, you know, an old school Walkman, trying to stop the Riddler, who was assembling, you know, people for his own wedding. It seemed. And yeah, cause basically the thing is, Riddler, like, because Batman's getting married, he started to think, oh, could I ever like find a loved one? And he thought, you know, that Batgirl's really smart. Um, I'm going yeah. to test her, and if she passed the test, maybe I'll be in love with her. Uh, so yeah. it's a really sick kind of twist. Which is such, yeah, it's a very yeah. methodical, not at all emotional version of love. Uh, and, and I like that undercurrent, because it's it played off of Babs not having time, but like Dick's been reaching out to her, you know, like mm-hmm. he's been trying to talk to her, and she's been stonewalling him, so she's like, well, maybe I need to re-establish, you know, not just a working relationship with with Dick, like an actual. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess the point is, it's, it's her accepting that, or maybe I should yeah. just 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 admit to myself that I'm I'm pushing other people away because I want Dick. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, forgive the phrasing, and she, she, you know she makes that choice at the end, and it may you know it may not actually lead to it, and it'd be cool if it does. Like I would love if that's actually yeah. leads to no, they're actually properly going to date now for a yeah. period of time. Um, um, but see, yeah, you look at that cover of Heroes in Crisis, and you have Starfire snuggling up. Dick. Good. Uh, I'm going to call him Grayson. So, um, you know. I don't think that means, I don't think that's in any correlation to this, necessarily. I, I just, because I feel like there's two schools of thought out there. There's the, you know, the Grayson Starfire, and then there's Grayson Babs, and, you know, I don't want a love triangle kind of deal. Oh, of course. Just pick yes. one and, and stick with it. And one of them, if, one of those groups are on the wrong side of history, just to make that clear. I agree. I, I'm glad wait. you agree. I agree no, with you, Connor. No, 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 I, I, what's up, huh? I was like, either way, he's got great taste in ladies. Right? <laughs> Starfire and Babs. He can do Can't it all first. He definitely has a type, though, doesn't he? he uh, yes, he does. So, Which, you know. th- th- this is why Matt relates to Dick more than anything else. He has the same type. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's not the rock-hard abs. It's not the... <laughs> it's not the gymnastics. Oh. No. no, no, it's the typing ladies. That's that's what it is. Um, no, I, I had fun with the, the the chasing around Burnside, you know, solving Riddler's yeah. mysteries. I thought the 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 panel because the art's pretty good. I really like the mm-hmm. panel of where you realize there's a guy inside the statue, and you can just see the yeah. eyes looking down at her. I thought that was just a really fun panel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like that she had to find a florist, and then she had to find a, a preacher, mm. and then the the uh, the DJ. And then the, the the ring bearer, and that's what solved it for her. Like, so, it was a fun little keeper. Yeah, and I love the visual of that she's always wearing these really old school eighties headphones. Oh. You know, the fuzzy ones with the big sort of soft oh. bits. Like, I really like that. Yeah, this is a cool because it's over a curl. She's just wearing these headphones all the whole time. Like, if, if I'm gonna have like an empty calorie book, I'd rather have it be this than the last one we had, than the Nightwing and and Hush, which was just super weird and out there. Yeah, because. I, I think like a story. this one shot, this could easily have been one of Larson's like one shots between yeah. arcs, and that'd have been fine. Yeah. Fair enough. I, it, it was. This one really worked for me. The, the, the stuff, with, especially with Riddler at the end, I just I wasn't really feeling it. Yeah, it, this always makes me like anytime there's a new Riddler story, and it's not. It makes me realize I don't enjoy Riddler as much as who is ever writing Riddler. Mm. So like, I felt King's Riddler really good, and like mm. Deanie's Riddler. But anybody else, I am kind of like oh, this is not working for me. He's someone that uh, takes a takes just the right writer to 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 get yeah. it, to nail it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I was I was that fun. I was I was, I was into this. Um, mm-hmm. And look at that, Connor. Last book says, "Oh, it's, it's me that's positive on all the books this week." Uh, 
Um, I'll be honest, I forgot that, that I read this one. Yeah, so then we got to this. So we've, we've had... And, that's and, all honestly, three. I thought you might more agree with me on this one, so I, I didn't realise I was going to be the, the negative one. Nah, there you go. So that's all three of us. We all had one book in a row that one yeah. of us didn't like that much compared to the other two. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Fancy. All right, let's rate the book then. So that, that was uh, Batgirl versus Riddler, number one. Uh, Matt, what are you rating it? Oh, was an eight. I really enjoyed the art, and I really enjoyed the story. Cool. Connor? I give it a six, mostly because the art's pretty good. Because yeah, Mackay Jung's been solid. Whatever got the work. Yeah. Uh, um, I will. Yeah, I, I, I think I it's a fine score for this. I, I had fun with this one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was a great little one shot. But hey, um, and, you know, any teasing of Dick Babs, you know, of course, up, you know, hits me in the heart. Hits me right there. Uh, not that Connor has one of those. Uh, so I do. It's no, he has a heart. Time. He doesn't have a soul. There's a difference. He doesn't either. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on to Detective Comics 982. This is the fill-in issue. This is Michael Moretti writing Sebastian Fiumara on the art. Uh, obviously, the Brian Hill on the outside art get pushed by an issue, so that's starting next time now. So this is a mm-hmm. one-shot. Uh, Deacon Blackfire has kidnapped a child that he's going to try and use his body to become corporeal again. Uh, he's in the sewers of Gotham, and Batman's down hunting, hunting for the kid to save him. That is the premise of this one. I already know Matt how Matt feels on this because mm-hmm. Matt said he didn't finish the book. <laughs> no, I just I don't feel like Marechi has a t- feel for Batman. It all just feels really off. Mm. Uh, and I wasn't enjoying the super dark heart. Like, uh, just, see, yeah, that, that's I where couldn't... I'm going to dispute. I think the most is I actually really like the art. I was into the art on this one. <laughs> From the pages that I saw, I wasn't. Going and I got we, we are all over the place this week. Oh, how does Connor feel about this one? Uh, I technically finished it, but I kind of <laughs> realized I stopped reading about halfway through and just started looking at the art because I really yeah. like the art. But you like the art? Yeah, okay. I right. love the art. I'm taking but, that but as a I win. The, the narration was horrific. There was too yeah. much of it. I realized I wasn't reading anymore. Right. I was just going, oh, this is some nice art as I was getting towards the end. The narration was too much. It was really, really wordy. There was too much of it. Like, yeah. that is, that's fair. But even even just that it was too wordy, it wasn't that. I just thought the voice was just wrong entirely. It didn't that's fair. work at yeah. all. That's fair. Um, I actually, I, I think the core story is good. I think that the writing is, is too messy and overdone. Um, but the art's really good. So I think overall for me, it balanced out to kind of enjoying it, even if there's some problems with it. But clearly liked it more than Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is such it's, a weird week, isn't it? That is a weird I, week. I, I should go back and finish looking at the art then. Because I was oh, like, so nah, I got so many books this week. I'm I love. I, lo- I I would be all for going back to like uh like presenting Batman as like you know the old dark kind of shadow version that we've got here, where he's, he's always the capes, always covering all the grey. And you, see, you know. I feel there's a, a a way to do it, but I don't feel the story was it. I like I don't. With, with some notable exceptions, I'm not a big fan of of Batman with the supernatural. You know, like hmm. I I Deacon Blackfire kind of sucks. Like I'm not even. I saw Blackfire <laughs> on the cover and I was like, Starfire "He's not the best." Right I, I don't, I don't, I don't fault it. But uh, I, I love how dark the art is. I love some of the panels of uh, like when he gets thrown down the over the over the the sewer sort of waterfall. Uh, when he's thrown down that, he's just this ball of cape. Um, and then all the stuff with um, the like in his mind where he's like he's seeing all these people like, try to wreck the bat signal. Like I just, nah, I thought the art was really pretty. <laughs> this is basically the thing. And when he, he realizes that he's not alone, I mean they're not really there, but like the Bat family kind of show up. Like I just I don't know. Like I really like the art. It was it was it was a really pretty book. Oh, I agree with that. Fiumara is on, on my fire. watch list. Fantastic. 
What's that, sorry? Gotham on Fire looks fantastic. Yes, yes, very good. Um, that was a fantastic-looking book, and Fiumara is on my list of artists to, to watch now. When I see his name pop up, I'm going to be uh, be happy about it. So, no. Right. So I'll praise that. I do think the, the wording's too much, and the story ultimately is not that important, but... Uh, yeah, I like the idea that he's ch- kind of trapped in his head and he has to realise that he's not alone, so he envisions the Bat family who are like, no, no, no we, we are what we are because of you. You're never alone. And he finds the strength to save the boy. Yeah, simple superhero stuff, but uh, I'll put Matt out of his misery. What are you rating that? Um, well, I'm going to take what you guys said about the art and I'm going to trust you. So I'm going to give it a five. Well, that's a good point. You shouldn't of, rate it. You didn't finish it. That's, that's, that's fair, actually, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. take what you guys said about the art because I did not like the story. Okay. And I'll give it a minimum of five. All right. That's, High that's, marks for the art. That's fair. Uh, Connor? Uh, I give it a four, and all of those marks are for the art. Woof. How did like, you rate it lower than Matt did? Yeah. Because I, you know, I, I just I thought it was atrocious. Like I said, I was literally just reading it for the art by the end. No, I, you know, Matt just went, no, oh, no, forget it. I stuck with it, and I think that annoys me more. That I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I was actively just looking around the panels, going, "Just show me the art." That was a bit. Uh, that's a bit of the harsh side. I'm gonna go with a six. I think the, the the writing is very lacking, but the core plot and what it's doing, and the art, the art's fantastic. So six out of ten from me. But um, damn, everyone's all over the place this week my god let's get some consistency all right uh well hopefully we all like this next book i'll, I'll be upset if we didn't the flash number 48 joshua williamson writing and howard porter on the art just did you like it matt just say it yes or no yes connor yeah good good finally we all <laughs> liked a book except except pete did not <laughs> no, as much as that, that would be really funny, and I'd love to pull that twist. That is not that is not true. This is not the book to yeah. do it on. No, Flash War Part Two. I feel like there, there might only be two safe books this week. Then that everyone agrees on. This yeah. is the next one, yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Well, me and Pete also agreed on uh, Man of Steel. So I mean, yeah. sure, yeah, true, true. Yeah, but I was including even things like Hal Jordan. I'm counting. Well, Pete doesn't read that because he doesn't like it. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's a bit yeah, different, right. though. If I don't read the book. Well, no, that's why I was counting that along with, with uh, Man so, of Steel for me. Oh, sure, yeah. okay. All so, right. just seeing Irie and Jay, like, which it finally sunk in, because I've always read his name as Jai, and then I was like, wait, no, his name's Jay, like Jay Garrick, right? Because, of course, he's a Flash. It's taking me 12 years to figure this out. I always call him Jai as well, Matt, so I don't feel too bad about it. Well, so... <laughs> I was like, no, someone told me that it's pronounced Jay. It's like, Jay, like Jay Courtney. Yeah, that, that's what I thought too. <laughs> so, But then I thought it makes more sense if it's Jay, right? It does make more sense. It I does make more sense. It's, it's still right, though. All right, we need, to, we need to hit up Jeff Johns, as if he's not busy enough. Maybe like, yeah, he's the one who named him. So yeah, yeah. So Johns will be he's the one who knows more than anyone. Uh, so, so uh, flashback to Wally and the the actual flash suit where these kids running with it, them. Yeah, it, it just you know, the first thing you see in the issue in times forgotten. And yep. you're like, oh, okay. Yep, yep, so good. Uh, so Zoom obviously, and so Wally like you know, Zoom really gets a few words out before Wally just takes a swing at him, and that's yeah. when he remembers everything. It's as soon as he has has contact. Yeah. Um, you even see one of the panels there is, is Zoom going for Linda uh, when she was yeah. pregnant. 
Like, oh, you know, that's a getting, big plot point. I'm getting point. up to that stuff in my reread, and I'm bracing for it just yeah. because it's such a it's such a such a dark moment when that happens um mm-hmm. but yeah so so we have this big confrontation but he, t- he tells wally that no no like your kids along with other speedsters are trapped in the speed force if you destroy the speed force you can have them all back that's yeah. basically what he's what he's saying to him and i also don't trust zoom and i get zoom's whole thing and he's more hunters all right now he's like no i'm your friend i went a little crazy you did some bad things but I have your best interests at heart here. I, I tried to dumb. give I tried to I give your wife a miscarriage. Yeah, I did some bad things. I, th- I think well, what really works me is he's saying, "Hey, no, they're in there. You just got to break them out." Yeah, you surely mm. have to destroy it in the process, but they'll get out. But yeah, there's a logic to it, and yeah. I don't know how manipulative he's being and how much that's just true. Mm. I don't yeah. know if he's just outright lying or not. Yeah, and, but see, you remember, Zoom's not powered by the Speed Force. He slides no. through time, so. If he breaks the speed force, that gives him the ultimate speedster, right? No, it, uh, it does, and that's what I mean. I don't know if this is just an outright lie and manipulation, yeah. or if there is still truth in what he's saying. But yeah. Zoom does not have his powers right now, or at least he's no. he's, he's playing a good he's game saying, of presenting yeah. it that way. He yeah. could be lying, but I mean, he's you know, there's been no use Again, of his powers I'm not yet. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what's great, right? Because you you want to be in that like. Is does he is he a hero? Because that was always his his thing was he wanted to make Wally the best hero he could, uh, and here now that's changed, right? Because now he wants him to have his family back, mm. and you know so like what what is Zoom's actual end goal here? It's something we don't know yet. I I I, I yeah. refuse to believe that it's it's yeah. a, there's not an oh, ulterior think, motive in there. I think he's a shitbag heel. Don't get me wrong. I feel like there's a turn coming. <laughs> But as of right now, it's you know, it's well, when it's when the the tag team gets into the ring and they hug, but you feel hmm. like oh, one of these guys is is going over the ropes. So f you, Champa. Anyway, uh, so exactly. so yeah, we come back to Barry and Iris and Wallace, and yeah, why did we never just use Wallace for him to differentiate I, I, them? We we need to now. Yeah, easy. I, I Wallace, because for so long we didn't need to. He just was Wallace, yeah. and unfortunately, yeah. And then, but you know what? I don't want him to go away. I like his addition. No. Oh, sure, Flash yeah. Uh, no, I agree. So, I, I didn't like him in Venditti's stuff. But no. we, he was Wally for all intents and purposes. Yeah. So we just used Wally. And so, then yeah. he stuck around, so we kept using it. And it never clocked yeah. to, to do something different. So the the Renegades, like, they're, they're like, okay, so where's Zoom? Where's the judge? And he's not there. And then they find they find the footage that proves that Iris was innocent all along. So it was self defense, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay. So something fishy's going on here. And they don't want to let Barry go and like you know investigate with them. So he Barry you know goes all flash and super speeds around them, um, and gets convincing, I suppose. Um, but ultimately, he he re- speeds in and interrupts Wally and Zoom, um, mm-hmm. and it becomes this this kind of a showdown um, where. You know, Cold's about to blast Zoom, and Wally like protects him because like, no, no, I need to hear more of this. I need, I need to like hear how I can get my kids back, right? You yeah. know, and we knew that this was going to be the, the the trigger for all this, right? Is that Wally finding out these kids existed that he could maybe get them back? Um, and I love that when he says this because Iris and Wallace speed in as well. Um, when he says this, and Iris sees the photograph of the kids uh, with with Linda and Wally, she's like. I remember. And I love that she says, who else are we not... And it, it cuts her off. We don't get to hear oh. her finished sentence. But it's, it's clearly going to be, who else are we forgetting? Who else can yeah. we not remember? Uh, so, no, it's, it's hitting a lot of those emotional beats. Um, and, you know, Barry like, tries to talk him out of it. And Wally just speeds off. I wasn't asking... 
Away he goes. Someone else, yeah. people are dying. I wasn't asking for your permission. There you go. Yeah. yeah. The, the other line that got me was when he's going off on Zoom, and he's like, uh, Jay or Jai was afraid of the dark, and he promised that I wouldn't tell Iris because she'd make fun of him. And I was just like, oh, man. Williamson, you were just tugging at those heartstrings. Because like, he's remembering all these small things. Yeah, and we will say Jai for the same reason we Jai. use Wallace. Because if, if Jay comes back, we don't want That's two Jays. Right. It, not right. if, when. when. When, sure. Yes, I agree. Yeah. But then. Uh, so we, we say Jai but, to differentiate. It's yeah, why we so use Irie and not Iris or Iris 2. Because, Irie, right. Yeah. So here's, here's the thing too. I noticed... So in the Renegades, right, they all have different names. So it's like uh, Weather... So what? Warlock, I think. Warlock. Weather yeah. Warlock, Mirror Monarch, Commander Cold, Heatstroke, and then it's Golden Guardian, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. So in in the here, and I noticed that it might have been a top typo in in the physical copy I had, but it's cold calls her golden glider. So is that an actual typo? Or is there something more going on here? That feels like a typo to me. More likely okay. a typo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It doesn't I'm feel like a moment to to, to drop that. You know. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So I just wanted. I didn't know if that was something worth. Pointing out because I thought that was mm. weird. Um, but, um, so uh, so Barry's reaches after Wally. Uh, uh, Cold helps him by teleporting him uh, to mm. to the location. Uh, but after they leave, they've got Zoom. But Zoom actually like, grabs this hammer and smashes the floor. He disappears, mm-hmm. and then he's done something to time because now in this future, the, this great white light is like you know taking everything. Um, you know, basically Wallace is like Iris. I don't feel so good uh, as they fade out from existence. Yes, yeah, it's all a raising. Yes, so obviously I expect this to be fixed by the end of the arc, but seemingly yeah. right now, Iris and Wallace just got taken out of time. So it was in with Cold. Right. Unless Cold got, got got them away just in time with teleportation Maybe, or something. Maybe, because he does put a bubble around them, I yeah. think. Yeah. Or he's trying to, anyway. He's trying to, yeah. Uh, Look at Cold being a hero. We all know he has it in him, even if it's lineage, you know, five centuries from now. Well, he's supposed to be a hero. I mean, he's supposed to be just. No, I know, but like, it's it's. I always like seeing a Captain Cold do good things. You know, well, and that's that's ultimate. I actually one of my favorite panels in the book is when Barry catches up to Wally and stops him. The panel, so it's, it's a full page spread with one panel at the bottom, and the panel at the mm-hmm. bottom, you see like the two streaks of speed, sort of like bouncing after they've crashed yeah. into each oh, other. It, it amused me the the way it was. Looks very Sonic the Hedgehog. It does, yeah. With all the uh, round circles there yeah yeah and, it, and then we actually get the scene that we had teased before this was kind of the, the tease scene uh, yeah way i was back. a little surprised we were getting that already i thought that was going to be another you know like halfway into the arc yeah yeah but here we are uh, and i love that we started this and there's like the panels of the, the like wally remembering running with these kids and i loved it when we get to the end of this and it's sort of the end of the debate um is we actually get like wally's history because i've actually you know for peter's pillbox i've just been reading through born to run which is the, the flashback like you know year one story right. of wally so i'm like oh yeah like you know wally getting struck and then like barry teaching him to run and of course we end with the uh the rebirth hug. The rebirth hug yeah yeah so you, you really feel like this is kind of deteriorating and is like the gorgeous panel on the bottom as well with them usually you know not yep. hugely big on the speed lines Mm. But in that panel, the way because they're all just silhouette, and you just got the lines. It looks nice. It does look good, and so it ends with you know, Wally's like, "No, I'm going to do this." And Barry's like, "You know, I will catch you, 
And he's like, it's not going to happen, Barry. I'm faster than you are. <laughs> yeah. Is he, though? Probably. Praise Wally. They Wally both claim to be the fastest man alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah, but Wally started claiming that after Barry died. Yeah. Right. So maybe maybe, maybe he wasn't the fastest before, is what That's I guess what... the point. Yeah, oh, so... No, like... Again, very straightforward in terms of what it's doing, but it's this issue was the big emotional beats of Wally truly remembering his kids and wanting his kids back and what he's willing to yeah. do to get them. Um, and I have to wonder, with Crisis, you know, Heroes in Crisis being announced, I do think we're going to end this arc with Wally going to going to Sanctuary. I think that's what's going to happen. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I just want my speed family back. I want everyone. Because it's worth mentioning that, that, Crisis, that Heroes in Crisis cover... Wally's fairly yes. prominent. He's quite at the yeah. front. He's over at the yeah. side. And uh, yeah. I, I do, King did say he was writing some of the fallout from Flashwell, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think so that, that lines up. I th- yeah, I think Heroes in Crisis is uh, Wally's going to play a fairly major and, part of that. Yeah, you know, just I, I know this is ending in you know September because, or maybe the month before, because that's when we were speculating before yeah. about you new know, book. The, the new book. Yeah. yeah, there's another what four issues left. So you got one in June, two in July, so one in August. So it'll be mid August yeah. when there we end go. Flash War. And presumably an epilogue issue. Yeah, very possibly. <laughs> so, so you know, Williams usually had them. In, and that uh, doesn't mean that we won't get the. Uh, I mean, the second flashbook, if it's Wally, the one that's been rumored. Like, if we, we we still might get that in October, say, like, well, Crisis and Heroes is still going, or Heroes and Crisis rather, uh, is still going. But um, I, I do think the the in terms of timeline, I think oh. Heroes and Crisis is what's coming next for Wally. What if yeah, that but... second book is him going through the Speed Force and? And fixing his life, and that's how we get Max Mercury and Bart and the twins. This is, this is just straight to dream wishful thinking on Matt's it is, part. Isn't it? He's gone right uh, for it. Yeah. This is like well, because then I can have my cake and eat it too. Because I can have the Barry Allen stuff in one book, and I can have all the Wally stuff I love. Well, that's what we're hoping for. I, oh, this is you know when Peter was reaching earlier for Somni on, on the yeah. Shazam yeah. book. This is what Matt's doing here. He's just reaching. So like, I need reaching. it. I want it. Well, yeah. I think it's interesting though that you know Barry tries to talk him out of it because of Flashpoint, you know, because yeah. even at one point Zoom's like showing him, hey, Barry did this. He tried to save his mum and look at what happened, and he changed everything. And Wally, you know, quite really says, oh, that wasn't just Barry. There's there's more to this, um, and yeah, it's kind of brushed aside because it's not yeah. what it's about. But yeah, we know that there's more to that than just Barry messing with the yeah. timeline. Mm. Uh, although arguably Barry opened a door for Manhattan yeah. or whoever yeah. to yeah. mess with yeah. things. He added the first cracks to to it. Yeah, or someone comes smashing through. Pretty much, yeah. That's, that's, that's how you put it. But uh, not still digging Flash War. Um, Porter's art, I think, is is great for for Flash. Uh, yeah, always always feel like home in a Flash book. Does that? It, it's just like Collins. Yeah, always feels right. Uh, it makes me excited to see what are we going to see if if, if next issue. I don't know if it's going to be next issue or if maybe we end next issue with getting into the Speed Force, but what do we see once we get in there? Do we see cameos from Jay, from the kids, yeah. from Max Mercury, Jesse Quick? Yep. Who do we see? What events do we go back to? You just reminded me of Jesse. Damn it. There's <laughs> <laughs> another do, one thrown there. Do we go back to the events of Jonesy's Flash Run? Do we see them from, from yeah. Wally in the present day's perspective? Well, I, I, think, I think we have to because the, the whole... Whatever Zoom did to the Flash Museum... It's gone now. Yeah. Right? That's what the whiteness was. So I feel there has to be some fixed point in time that it leads to, to that, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm excited. This is my, like, right now, one of my favorite stories. 
And we're two issues in. Yeah, so, in terms of ongoing stories right now, it's like, you know, this, like, I think Doomsday Clock beats it because Doomsday Clock's Doomsday Clock. Oh, but, yeah. Um, yeah. No, this is right up there. It feels so important to the DCU. I mean, it's specific to the Flash, but it feels like ripple effects will be important for the whole thing. I mean, Flash, the Flash comics introduced the, the idea of the multiverse. And what's more DC than the multiverse? There you go. Yeah. What, what do we name our show? <laughs> what do I say at the end of every goddamn episode? There we go. Uh, so let's rate issue 48 of the Flash. Uh, it's good stuff. Connor, what are you rating it? Solid 8. Matt? Oh, this is a 9. Yeah, nine. Yeah, nine. I was I was debating with it at nine or an eight point five. I just I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. What I had to restrain myself from giving a nine point five. <laughs> so I had to notch it down. No, I was super into it. Uh, nine out of ten for me. So that is the Flash. We will move on to Mister Miracle number nine. Tom King, Mitch Gerrards, as I learned this week from his, yeah. his interview. That's how you say it. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a hard G. Hard G. Um, I saw that clip on Monday, and I learned he's how to pronounce his name. So. That was just a joke. That was supposed to be funny. That was a callback to earlier. God damn it, you guys. So, so it's a gif like Gerard's. Gerard's. Gerard. I can't even say his name. <laughs> There's only one R, Matt. I know. Gerard's. Gerard's. Mitch Gerard's. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yes. so this is issue that I remember Miracle. This is the negotiation issue. The, the, the war's coming to an end. We're, we're at the table. Calabax at the other end. Uh, negotiating for Apocalypse and Darkseid, and uh, Mr. Miracle, Barda, and Light Ray. Uh, in fact, one of my funniest moments is when Light Ray is not happy that they're negotiating at all. It yeah. just goes, Oh, you piece of shit. You murdered my friend. I'm going to kill you, Calabac, yeah. and everything you've done. And yeah. he just mouths off. And then there's like an awkward pause. And again, this is the thing that's so good about this comic is the pacing. The pacing between awkward moments like this, mm-hmm. where it's just awkward silence. And then, then Barda's like, Oh, shut the F up, Light Ray. Yeah. <laughs> so good. She's had enough of him. Like, it's... And that's where the nine-panel grid really comes into its own, isn't it? The pacing. It's yeah. just because it's so meticulous that it never ha- it never falters. It's always for, exactly the same pace. For, for a book about the fourth world and new gods and a man that can escape death, it it's so really gets... so structured, isn't it? Well, there's that, and it gets into the mundane. Like, this is all about, essentially, a peace summit. Something yeah. that I'm sure uh, former CIA operative Tom King knows a lot about, you mm. know. So, and it, and it just felt like so real world them going over the paperwork and disagreeing about certain dates and certain forms. And but these are all superheroes. I do hope. I do hope in real life though, when the CIA is doing some sort of peace treaty thing, they have all the rookies go under the table and hold it up. God, that's how you earn your stripes. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. such an apocalypse thing, <laughs> you know. Hey, that's not to mention. Then, then, later on, Calabac, when he flips the table, he actually throws the table into a guy's head. One of the guys gets his head squished by the he table. He throws his chair, which was this man, against the table. So essentially, it would be him throwing a chair against the table. And it and leads to one of the, the leads to one of the best moments of of Mister Miracle going, "Hey, stop it! Don't bother. <laughs> yeah. I grew up here. I know this shit. They ain't gonna work yeah. on me." Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, you know, crazy, crazy. And a big part of the book is him being escorted to this giant pit so he can go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And we actually yeah. get like a, you know, as the guy's telling this story. Oh. I mean, do, do we know who this character is? I didn't recognize him. Uh, I was going to ask. Uh, 
Mm, I have to look this up now. Go on, you go look him up. Uh, the dude who's yeah. telling the story about um, Da Vinci. Uh, but we get this like this story being told as the spit uh, from the top is like going down all like it's over two pages. The spit just going down the the giant well, the giant pit before it hits this prisoner at the bottom. Um, and it's just that, like that this idea that you know the, the book's about you know anxiety and depression and that it's this never ending pit and there's, there's so much stuff you can glean from all these like, these little touches. Um, it's, it's 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 good stuff. And again, so that guy is is Canto. There you go. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna I'm gonna click on it. Once, once I get there. <laughs> Probably should have done that before. I well, I only had half of his character, but it looked like the right clothing mm. that that came up. So. But yeah, so even just the, the, the switches to the coloring with uh, Barda and Miracle, you know, when he's got his mask off and. They're they're you know, they're showing the the bone wine, and they're they're reminiscing and, yep. and kind of joking. And even later on, when they're in the fire pits, there's the fire lake, and they're, they're, yeah. she's going for a swim. It's like it becomes this really warm light, as opposed to like the, the really almost dreary grey of the of the the negotiation room. Is yeah. if you look back to the the pit, it starts at the grey and it kind of gets into the greens and the really the dank green at the bottom as it goes through the panels. It's and this really gradual gr- shape. And green is kind of you know that's one of the big Mister Miracle colors. That's his cape. That's like yep. yeah. It's almost like the the cape is like represent you know or the color green is representing you know he used to be like this. He used to be in prison like this. Not exactly at the bottom of a pit, but. Uh, but no, uh, and I love that it's after Calabac gets angry. That's when the video effect comes in for the first time, I think, in the issue. Yeah, um, yeah and it's not so much the angry; it's his response. It's it's you know Scott's response that he has to delve into that into his history of being a part. You know, it's it's a really sobering not- moment for him, isn't it? Yeah. It's that mm-hmm. that there, and he snaps into okay. No, I've got to take this a, a harder route. I've got to be. I've got to be cold. I've got to lean into that side yep. of me. Yeah, uh, it's after he does that that we get the the only dark side is at the end of that page. It's the only one of the yeah. whole the whole book. Um, so now this, this this book is ending on just a full page spread of just just dark side is right. <laughs> very possible. Yeah. It's very possible. Uh, that's end. Yeah, just and then Calabac just he looks like such a he looks like a troll like from from mythology. Yeah, and whatnot like. He just I love the way that, that he takes up entire frames. I know? love the uh, the glasses he's wearing at the start when he's sort of reading and he's sort of looking over them as he's like going over the, the terms. I I could hear him exhale when he put the even though it's not mentioned, just him putting the glasses on and going mm. you know, yeah. like Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's got that librarian looking over the glasses yeah. kinda uh-huh. look a couple of times. It's really good stuff. Um and you know, the thing they've they've done it, and they're kind of you know Scott's kind of upset because they've kind of like given up too much to win this, or or not even win, but just like negotiate peace. You know, and, and uh, Calabac gives them the, the the mirror of uh, what was it the mirror of goodness, uh, goodness. from, from yeah. Granny. Uh, it's like she won't need this anymore because you killed her, <laughs> which yeah. really, that made me laugh. Um, yeah. And you know, again, it's this idea of like looking and seeing who he really is, and he actually looks into it naked. In fact, one of my favorite pages might be after that when you see in the reflection. The, the tortured like version of him that's just like, he just starts yeah. crying yeah and then Barda equally tortured and that's why they're perfect for each other because they they both yeah. have this history they both yeah. see each other for who they are and they they, they understand mm-hmm. each other uh, it was a really it's, it's like really dark and gritty but really sweet at the same time yeah. right 
You know, it's, it's, it's finding the beauty and the grotesque, which is kind of what their yeah. relationship is, because they're yeah. in this awful place and they somehow found each other. So, you know. Yeah. So beautiful. Uh, but yeah, so that, but the, the issue is, with Calabac comes back, and he's like, yeah, everything we agreed to, it's all all thrown out. Uh, Darkseid's mm-hmm. turned, turned it all down. And they're like, but wait, you 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 were speaking for him. He's like, no, no, he wasn't happy with it because he wants to offer you more. And they're like, wait, what? He will give you the Antelope equation. He will give you this. They'll, they'll pull all the troops back. Everything like is on your side. You get everything. Mm-hmm. The only term, the only the only thing from us is that Darkseid wants your son, his only grandchild, to be raised in Apocalypse. And to be um, the true heir of Darkseid. As the true heir of Darkseid. And, and you that, just you know, go, oh, shit. And that's when the video static really comes into play and it goes oh. completely, you know, distorted as shit for the last couple of pages. And they're all just like, what? And that's when you see Darkseid, like, you know, the dark, you know, outline of just the, the, the face of no. Darkseid. Yeah. You, you, you know, you don't need the dark side is, you just have his face. Yeah, yeah that's what I like about it, because it's like, he's not an idea anymore. It's like, he's more actually directly interfering now. He's directly... And you see... Yeah, well, his last panel is he's smiling. Yeah, his, his dark and side is coming, essentially. And, yeah, and then you just end on him going, what? What? What, what just happened? Yeah, he looks just terrified. Um, you, so you there's no see, way... You know, Vader and Light Ray flying off the handle. Like, yep. you know, she She's shocked at first as well in the first part yeah. of the top right. But then she reacts, and you you can see Light Ray down in the bottom left as well. They're they're getting up. They're ready to to fight. So, like, no, of course not. And I think it's this like, fear of, of Scott that he'll have to give up his child, like he was giving up. Like you know, he would yeah. never do that. He would never want to do that. So the idea that he's going to be forced into it, I think, is yeah. this this bombshell of emotion. So so, Tandor Life Equation is such an abstract concept mm. to me because it's a dark dark side has it right, and he could end everything if he so chooses. So, but there's there's no way Scott's giving up his kid. So like, how but, does but that's the thing? Him? Like he he's gonna have to consider it. You know that'll be yeah. that'll be you know the the whole idea. Of, okay, he was traded between you know uh, from High Father right. as part of a truce. It was for the greater good, and and he's like okay right. now he's like should I make that same choice? He knows what it did to him as a person. Exactly. But, but even though he's broken as a person, was it good for the you know, the the universe as a whole, and and now he has to make that choice for himself. Well, it's one life for many, right? But yeah, you know. But yeah, so I'm I'm curious to see where it goes, just because if Darkseid has an anti-life equation, that's it. Though, like that's all I know about the new gods. Yeah, I mean, I feel like like it, it could be a case of like we he's, he sort of agrees to it. They're going to go through with it, and then like you know, like the next issue ends with like you know what, no, f this. We're not doing this. Like, and then the, the choice is yeah. to like, do it differently and fight back. I feel this book ends with a showdown between him and, and Darkseid. Like, like they're in the same room and he... It's almost like family therapy. Mm. Kind of. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, again, they do the mundane. It's not going to be this big knockout, drag out fight. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be a fight. That's not what yeah. this book is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if I was to make some, some, like one guess of how it might end... like. It could be, you know, actually with Darkseid, Scott actually saying to Darkseid, you don't scare me anymore. Like, if it wants to make, like, a positive point about him getting through his depression and him getting through his anxiety, like, you know, you... I'm not scared of you anymore. I you, I don't yeah. worry about you. And, you know, I, know. I, I, feel, I feel like that's almost too positive an ending for the book. I it feel may like be. Yeah. To, I feel like the, the point of the book is that it's an ongoing struggle. There can't be a neat, oh, I'm over well, And that's it. And you have to learn to live with it. As someone that goes through anxiety, like yeah, it's not that's, bad. 
That, that's kind of what know? I'm saying is that he, he learns to live yeah. with it. Like, you know, that, that's and your positive ending. Like, you're you're always going to be there, but I am always going to find a way to overcome. And that's just the constant struggle. Like, Sometimes I'll lose. Like, maybe the moment but, could be, you know, Scott will actually say dark side is, but I don't care or something like that. I don't know. Right. You know, exactly. so some sort of defiant kind of, like, you know, whatever, because it's there. I accept it. But. That, his, his breakdown, you know, after he loses it because of Calabac. Where he's like, my teeth, you know, they won't stop chattering. But if I if I breathe, but I, I can't breathe, so they're not going to stop chattering. That was so real to me. Like, I couldn't... That hit hard. Like, I had to stop reading for a second and just take it all in. So, it was... Uh, this book is always super effective. It is. Like, oh, I guess it's emotion across so well and its ideas. Uh you know, so obviously this is issue name. We get three left. We're, we're kind of you know speculating as to how yeah. it could possibly end. The, the next one got delayed a little bit because damn it, Mitch, stop being a parent, yeah. start drawing. Yeah, not, not a huge amount. It's two weeks. It's still the same month as it was in, but yeah, now it's the last so, week of next month. Instead you think of... if if Marvel came to 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 Mitch and was like, "Hey, give us your new kid, and you can work on whatever project <laughs> you want," you think that struggle happens like Mister Miracle does? I mean. Does that mean for all artists, Marvel is? Is that, is that like the, I, the mantra? Yeah, that's what I feel yeah. like. I feel anymore, you know? That's, that's where you go for the uh, soulless payday. You know, yeah. So, it's like, yeah, I made a lot of money, well, I, but I feel dirty. I, I feel Mitch would react like Light Ray and just get <laughs> super angry. Hmm. You know, that's what lack of sleep does to you. Which, yeah. by the way, I had no Marvel books this week. That was that was weird. I've, I had a couple of weeks in a oh, row with... You- so. I read half of Thor. I read half yeah. of Thor. I probably should. And it's so good. There's the the, the, the backup for Thor that teases yeah. where we're going. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. oh this is good. Uh, also, I read the the issue before this one that was a special. Yeah. With the with the goddesses of thunder and they're my oh, favorite. The, the, yeah. That yeah. Aaron's ever done are those two. That, that had uh, Bartel's art as well. It's so yes. good. So good, but but so many hammers. So. That, that's all I can say about what I've read in yeah. Thor. Well, so yeah. many hammers. But back to Mr. Miracle, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrods, yes. as per usual, now that I'm saying his name right, uh, with with the, the expressions, the pacing, um, the violence, which was really good, uh, yeah. all the great. That, that story Cantor tells, too, about, I thought that was really cool, about uh, an apprentice and a master artist. They're arguing over who, who's the better artist, and so... The they decided to have a contest, and the apprentice had painted just like six scrapes, and they're perfect. Yeah, and that's it, it. And it's, it's worth mentioning. Simple. It's a year later. This took a year to paint these. Oh, okay, it's a year. Yeah, it that's pulls right. the curtain. It's six scrapes. It's just six scrapes, but they're so realistic. Like, there's a, there's a dog that comes up and tries to take the birds. Try to take birds the grapes. come and try to eat them, and then the apprentice swells with pride and is like, "Oh, see, so like, have a good time trying to beat that," and then the master doesn't have an art because the whole point of that story was no you are i pass what i learned to you because that's my job and i feel like that's he the did have art. Are we talking about that he did have a, a no, pen he, he didn't no he didn't because he said you know what curtain that's the what point curtain? he says yeah, you know, okay, what's mask- behind your curtain you know he says to him what's behind your curtain and he says he goes, what curtain and the whole point of that is his whole job, his work of art was the apprentice. Yeah. He, he's, his mission was accomplished. So there's this whole thing about lineage is that... All right, I misread that. Yeah, at the end, it's yeah. just, you know, he's one. He knows he's one, and he turns to the master, 
uh, points at the master's painting and he says, all right, not that there's a need, but let's see what's behind your curtain. And the master says, what curtain? See, I read that as he painted a really realistic curtain. <laughs> I mean... Because, I mean, he, it, it could be. because he refers to it as there. He sees a curtain and says, you know, and he says, what curtain? I thought that was him being, what curtain? Because it's so good, everyone thought there was a curtain. Uh, it could be, yeah. I, 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 I was I with Matt and took, took it, as... it as to, he just, there was yeah. a, a thing there with a curtain over it, but he's like, no, no, no I don't need it. Because no, no. It, I, I took it as, he was I all want... pompous because his, his grapes looked that good. And he's like, oh, pull, pull the curtain away. And he's like, what curtain? So his filled the birds, but his curtain filled the humans. But what made him a master? It goes in. There's always a saying: "You can tune out for a half second because it's Star Wars." Oh, but that—that's how you you attain Jedi Master from Jedi Knight by training a Padawan. Like the fact See, that you passed on all your knowledge to an apprentice means that you've attained a new yeah, level. Of and I, I thought that was the point. It really ties in with the whole father and son dynamic of the book. Exactly. No, you may be right, but I, I read it as he painted a really good curtain and no one knew that it was that was no, the no, painting the itself. Is, now you've said that, I can see that, you know, I can read Let's, it that way and understand Right, so I'm, I'm not just being an idiot then and just misreading this. No, no, no. Right, good. But right. no, I mean, I can get where you're saying from. I think that's the easiest way. You know, like... Oh, yeah, that, that, that was some salt on that, Matt. <laughs> yes, I'm that's just, the easiest way, the way I'm you read saying, it. I Just with, like, what he has... The King has Scott say to Calabac, he's like, yeah, I'm from New Genesis, but I'm still preferred over you. Like, you're the second son. And it's almost as if Darkseid has spent all this time shaping Scott to be an actual ruler. You know, that was... that's. Is piece of art. I'm just curious though. I want, I want, I want comments. I want, I want to know who read it the way I did first. At, out of interest, in your interpretation, what's the point of the story? Because we're obviously taking it as the, the father-son dynamic, the you know passing on and becoming well, better. I, I think the, Pete is that his art so realistic. He's like, yeah, those are really cool looking grapes. Birds are trying to eat them, but people actually thought there was a curtain right here. No, right? I get that, but what, what's the the, the point yeah? He's asking called? what the point the point thematically is with, yeah. with with the story, and I guess I'm I'm take my my interpretation of it went the opposite way because it was like no matter how hard you try, you will never be better than me. Okay, which I think ties yeah. into Scott's anxiety and Scott's like you know doubts because that's what the, 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 the series is about doubt. No, it, it is, but I feel like that's we're coming from a character who's trying to comfort him, essentially. Yeah, can't that seems like it's a weird message to give him. Yeah, because Canto feels like very familiar. Like this is his favorite uncle, you know. Like Canto. Oh, I mean, I'm not fighting on on your interpretation. I just never thought of no, it no, before no. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that's where I'm coming from. Is like it's a comforting thing. Like he's telling him because he's like, yeah, I made up that story. It felt like it was something you needed to hear. So, yeah. you know. No, I mean, I'm curious. I, I I think it works kind of either way. But I'm curious to see what people read it as. Yeah. Uh, because when Matt was saying that, I thought he'd misread it at first. He was like, what are you talking about? There was art. There was a curtain. It, it's was... I, I did read it the way Matt did, but yeah, looking at it, I can see you know, why you've got to that from the dialogue as well. I thought, I thought that was the joke. It was, you know, like, oh no, there, there is no curtain. That That is the art. It's just that good. Yeah, yeah it could be. Um, I actually don't know who's right anymore. <laughs> yes! I put oh, doubt. I the doubt is there. <laughs> there is no spin. There is no curtain. Yes, I agree. Well, it's the illusion. It's the art. It's the art of 
being dis- uh, whatever. Let's rate the book. <laughs> so no, I'm curious. I'm curious to uh, how how people read that. Uh, am I alone? Am I the only one who thought this, or is is this a is this actually more of a fifty-fifty spot? Uh, or just me and Matt weird? Or just you two weird? Yes, yeah. um, yeah. always possible. Um, although uh, thematically, I see why yours works, but I don't yeah. get it from the dialogue. If that makes sense. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Maybe. I'm gonna hit up King on. Uh, <laughs> on so, so that story that was told, uh, we're debating the, the like, ending hey. here. Yeah. Um, all right, Matt. Out. What are you rating? What are you rating it? Oh, it was a nine point five. This is oh, right up there. Yeah. It was. I like. I like how mundane it was. Like that's weird for me to say, because usually I like comics where people sit around and talk. I'm not usually a big fan of, but oh, I liked yeah. I think the dynamics. There's an there's an art to doing good mundanity where, it, where it's effective. Yeah. I, I think my, my the example I always go back to is an episode of the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I won't spoil what happened in it, but the body. Anyone who knows that show, the body. Yeah. It, it deals with the mundanity of an event, but it's actually much more effective because that's what it focuses on. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it can be very effective. Uh, Connor, what are you rating that? That's uh, a nine. Yeah, I'm also going with nine. I think it's a fantastic issue. I don't think it's the best in the, the series so far. Uh, I think there's been a few others that have went the extra mile, but mm-hmm. fantastic. All right, so we will move on then to the Titan special number one. Dan Abnett writing. Um, Robert Gill on the art, although I'm pretty sure there was multiple parts in this because it was changed. Oh, yeah. I've got a list at the end here. Yeah, uh, was one of them Sejic? Was it a Sejic section? Uh, I think no. just in the well, it looked like I think they were playing for Cedric's art because they're but it wasn't they him. Were teasing. Mm. Yeah, so, Sergio Davila, Vicente Sifuentes, uh, Brent Peoples, Matt Santiarelli, Brian Ching, Nicholas Scott, Matt Rayner, Max Rayner, sorry, Matt Santiarelli, and Ben Oliver. Oh, that's, that's quite a list. Uh, I will say the opening scene with the Trinity there. I thought the art in the faces was a pretty wonky I wasn't, superman in particular yeah i wasn't feeling the art there but because it was changing there was other scenes later on that i thought were much better and were quite nice um yeah so what's interesting here is that you know abnet's titans before wasn't exactly something that was the, the most loved in general or in this show um i kind of kept going back i kind of liked it for what it was but it wasn't like great uh, but I, I did finish I, I was i'm up to date i did read up till you know the the, the annual and the the last issue of this um, but we all checked this out because this is kind of the start of the new direction for it, the new team. This, this, this does really like an issue one because it's like the, the whole thing it is does. Nightwing going around assembling the members for this new team and why they're needed. It's because the source wall's broken and the energy that's came out of it is igniting new metahumans and uh, maybe even adding to current metahumans. So they're the first response team for it. So again, I feel like it's DC going, hey Marvel, you did this thing where you had new superpowers popping around but we can do it our way what marvel was uh, that what story was that so that was that was the um the cloud the terrigen cloud that was going around in right okay x-men and giving giving people with you know ties like who had the deep genes from the kree giving them like inhuman powers uh and it was basically their i feel like it was their gamble that if they had it right away, the X Men, they would still have mutants in the Inhumans, right? And no so one gave this a is, oh, yeah. yeah, and they just got rid of it. Like Soul put in all this work, and I, man, he tried his best, and it just did. didn't work out. People just don't care about Inhumans. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> it, and that's it. And yeah. so here, I feel like Metahumans already established in DC, and so if you have all this power leaking from the Source Wall, it makes sense that it would activate certain people. Hmm. And I like now that. 
it almost feels like the original, not the original, but Dick Grayson's first run as leader of the Outsiders that Winnick had done, that their whole thing was they go looking for trouble. They're going to stop threats before they become threats. And this is what this feels like now. Yeah, and this is and, sanctioned by the, the Justice League. They're, they're sort of a branch of the Justice League. They're in the, the Hall of Justice. So do you think that's the third team that that Snyder was hinting at? Oh, no, because uh, we already knew about the Titan teams. This was like, there's a third team. Oh, okay. Uh, another an Justice okay. League team. Uh, that's okay. still, still a mystery, but um, right. but yeah. It sounds like you liked this, Matt. Be into it. I liked a lot, like, it was really choppy, but I liked the ideas present. I liked the idea of Beast Boy being an actual beast. Now, like, he he can transform, but he has to focus. He, has to str- so yeah, he, he struggles to maintain his human-like form. His yeah. human form, but he can take on these beastly attributes where he's, like, strong and, you know, animal-esque. And I like that. And his whole relationship with, with Raven has always been one of my favorite things in the Titans books. So yeah. the fact that on a team and, and stuff. I like that uh, with having Don on the team, again, it's like there's two from that team before and Don is like, well, I'm the only one from the team you asked to join this new one. Like, yeah. you know, what's up with that? Uh, nah. Uh, obviously, they are changing, like, for almost every scene. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of weird and it means some scenes look really nice, some scenes don't look too hot. Uh, makes for a weird read, but... Um, I, I thought the issue was kind of a mess, to be honest. Yeah, it was super choppy, but again, I like... I like the ideas at play, and I'm. I like the ideas. I like flow to it. I like the roster. I like all the characters. I don't know if I agree. There's no flow. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. You know, with it being so choppy, it felt so stop and start that for me there wasn't a flow. So I keep forgetting Miss Martians on the team, Mm. and so when someone was following him around, I'm like, oh, who's this? Who's this villain? That's why. And then I was like, oh yeah. There's a Martian on the team. Oh, yeah, I, I, I dug that. Actually, because for me, it kind of worked. I, I thought it was kind of a weird structure because the first chunk with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, or actually, it wasn't Superman, it was John. That was the whole reveal. Yeah. Uh, but that lasted so long that it feels a bit uneven in that sense. Once it became Dick going around collecting the team members, though, them having different art for each kind of like recruitment scene kind of worked mm-hmm. because, you know, it was like, you know, okay, so we're going to a different part of the world now. We're meeting a different character. Yeah. Um, and. Because that's I, I how think, a because rec- that's how a recruitment story is. You just jump around. So for me, the yeah, flow was fine. I think that the reason that that didn't work for me is because they're supposed to be you're recruiting for a team book. I want to get a cohesive style of them as a team. I don't want to see them all just oh here's here's one artist and then another. It, it just doesn't work for me at all. Um, is the regular artist for the book even on this issue though? I have no idea. I have no um, idea. I don't really bother me really in the grand scheme of things, but. Um, but yeah, so they all form a team. They get Natasha, of course, uh, on the team. I liked her inclusion. It's a little bit different. And I like how everyone picked does have a different skill set. Like, it's a different type of yeah. power they have. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I like the, the, the tease for, for Natasha where he's, to Donna, he's like, oh, hey, uh, you're the heavy, but maybe the second heaviest when, when we get to the next one, if she, if she agrees. Yeah. And then, you know, it cuts yeah. to Natasha and she's like, you know, got her hammer oh. and... Which, you, correct me if I'm wrong, you, did did she like uh, pull that in like Thor at one point? Did she, like, she did, yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah, I saw that. She did. Uh, they got extra points for me. But, oh, I'm, uh, I'm sure it did. <laughs> but I also, like, I also like when they can get creative and add a... Uh, they have a trinity now. They have a Bat, a Superman, and a Wonder Woman character hmm. on this team. And I like when they do that. It didn't have to be Supergirl. It wasn't, you know, Power Girl. It was someone new. Yeah. Anytime they can build these newer characters. Even though Natasha's been around forever... This version of her feels very new um, from from Superwoman. So, 
I mean, I, I think yeah. uh, I think a Supergirl uh, or Power Girl would have worked on the team. It would have fit kind of with, with the, the age range and who they all are. But I, I think Natasha's a, a good fit. It's nice to see her have something to yeah. do. Uh, exactly. Uh, I think what, the thing I like the most about this, though, is that kind of what we were saying beforehand, uh, you know, before this launch, we were saying, Abnett's better when there's a sense of direction. And I feel like this had direction. It feels like it's, you know, yeah. it's working towards something. Yeah, just like, was... like uh, his, his Aquaman. Yeah. For a while, it was just you know, pardon the pun, treading water. And then once <laughs> he found that direction with, with you know, the Aquamarines and then uh, the, the the Atlantis stuff, it's been clicking. And I feel now Titans didn't know what it wanted to be. Like it was following up from the Titans Hunt stuff, and it was really hit or miss. So. I feel Here, like though, now that it's tying into the ongoing Justice League thing, and there's like yeah. sort of something to keep it sort of pushing forward, that it might have a a, a, fl- a fresh feel to it. That, I think this issue did. Whether or not it does that month to month with the regular issues, we'll wait and yeah. see. But um, I like the new team. I like the roster. Yeah. I like the, the interaction. It felt like there was a history there between the characters. That I, I, I like. really didn't like the reasoning for Miss Martian. You know, given that this is like, oh, we've got the blessing of the Trinity. You get to you, we can do our own thing, but we're league affiliated. And then she comes in. She's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a chaperone assigned." Um, I'm like, okay. Well, she's the liaison. Yeah. Yeah. I like she, that. she even says that they referred to her as a chaperone. Uh, you know, um, you know, Batman thought you might need what was the word he used? A chaperone. Yeah, I would dislike that. I think that's fine. I, I think <laughs> yeah. it 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 completely undermines that opening scene where they're like, "Okay, you can do your thing," and then they go. Yeah. But but we're going to keep an eye on you. Well, yeah, but even the when they're saying you can do your That's thing in the opening, League. yeah, when they're saying yeah. you can do your thing in the opening scene, it's very apprehensive. It's very, oh, you didn't make mistakes in the last time, but maybe you'll be different now. Mm-hmm. I I didn't get from that that it was going to be carte blanche. Like it, no, like no, it still felt trepidatious to me. So it still lines up. I think liaison works, but I think the the key thing that Batman himself called, said that she was a chaperone. That feels like they need to be. You know, uh, you know, Raven as you says a babysitter. And that's what that you know, a chaperone feels like. You have well, to. What have I like about it, though, is I like Miss Martian didn't understand why that annoys them as much, and she's still yeah. kind of happy and cheery about it. I, I like that dichotomy. I feel like she's going to be the Everett Ross, you know, from Black Panther, to where she's she's part of the group, but she's not part of the group, and that's going to be her her story. Well, actually, eventually she'll break through. Yeah, I, I would guess that she's going to actually become a main part of the group, and she'll actually be mm-hmm. the one who turns around to like the, the league and says, no, they don't need a liaison, yeah. I'm just part of this team now. She'll, she'll yeah. learn to trust them. I, I think that's where this is going to go. I feel yeah, like that's you, what you the, the starting point. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I, just, I, I, think I, I don't like it from, from Batman's point of view. It, it, it says you know he doesn't trust Dick in what he's doing. And that undercuts that relationship quite a bit for me. I, I wonder if uh, you're jumping the gun here, though. I wonder if we'll actually see the scene where this was said, and the context might actually make it make more sense. I just like hearing Batman doesn't trust Dick. Like, what if what if it's actually He's like been Jean by Dick before? What if it's Jean or Diana who suggests it, and then Batman is the one who goes, "I don't know if they need a chaperone," but then they ultimately agree to do it, and that's what Miss Martian's taking the word from. Is when when he was maybe arguing maybe, against it. Maybe, but until then, I'm gonna you know go with what I'm given. All right, that's, I don't that's, know. You know I, I think like that's just writing in an explanation. You're excusing it you know, because of. Well, oh, I'm, no, I'm not excusing it. I'm trying to excuse it for you. I don't care. I'm fine with it. Right, and I I feel like there's I don't want to try and excuse it until if they give me a reason later. Fair enough, but right now. I feel like you know I'm going with what I'm given. This is what they're presenting to me as. Okay, this is this is what you are. It is. I feel like there's no reason to distrust it right now. 
Look at that. Connor's negative in a book again. Everything feels right with the world. Did you like it at all, Connor? Are you, are you, do you want to read the next issue? I mean, I'll give the first issue a try because this was, like I said, this felt like a mess to me, but maybe in the story it'll be okay. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'll be definitely going to read the next one. I, I was into the new team. I, I like the uh, build up of them. I like the art in the, the, the Donna Troy section, which I think that's the Nicholas Scott stuff. I like that section. It. I also mm -hmm. like the section at the end with Miss Martian was a. Uh, the Sedgic-esque stuff. The Sedgic-esque stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was no, into those that. two are the, definitely the, the good art points. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm down. And uh, obviously it ends with them. Basically they've set up, they can actually like, get like a, you know, an alarm goes off, it'll tell them when there's a thing. It reminded me of the Flash TV show a little bit, how they've got like a meta-gene meta meta. detector. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, so they actually all race off to go, and, and we actually get like a, a tease at the end of Brother Blood uh, raising an army. To do things, so that seems to be the yeah. first plot we're going to because do. Because it's a Titan story, so of course there's going to be Brother Blood at some point. Why not? Sense. I love an evil cult. Yeah. Like, <gasps> sure. I, I, no, I wasn't. That wasn't a negative. Matt's Ma Ma got no, uh, several memberships of evil cults. He's in, okay. in a bunch of them. No, no, no. I'm uh, no. I just I find them fascinating in real life, <laughs> in fiction, exactly. Uh, but just the Church of Blood, such a great evil. Like, it just sounds bad. Like. How dark have you gotten in your life where you're like, I'm going to join a place called the Church of Blood? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what else I kind of dig, actually. I like that when Dick was arguing uh, to form the new team, he says to the, the League, he's like, hey, we need someone here to take care of things every time the League runs runs off to space for some cosmic fight. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, have a, have someone who stays on Earth. Yeah, that's yeah, not a bad idea. Makes sense. So, you know, yeah, I'm actually I'm really into the new direction. So, Matt, what would you what would you rate uh, Titan special? Because it was so choppy, but I did enjoy some of the art and I the you know the ideas going forward. This is six point five. Hmm. Connor, what are you giving it? I give it a five. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll bump. So I I'll go with a seven. I think um, the, the 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 points off are definitely for some of the art sections that aren't as good. And the fact that it keeps changing artists, but um, I like the setup, I like the direction, I like the team, the characters. Um, even the dialogue feels more confident than before uh, from from yeah. Abnett's Titans. Uh, so I like that. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic going into the next issue now. And we've already seen him turn around in one book, so I have no reason yeah. to doubt yeah. that he can't do it again. So, uh, but we'll move on. We'll move on to the final issue of New Superman and the Justice League of China. This is issue 24. Jean Luen Yang writing Brent Peoples on the art. And we have the Justice League of China. We have Keenan trying. He wants to go into the, the you know the place in between uh, to try yeah. and bring back I Ching. Uh, but you know, as he points out, you know, going into the Ghost Realm has consequences. Has a cost, Keenan, and he ends up dragging the entire Justice League of China into the. Who, by the way, Aquaman is there. You know, the, you know, Korean Aquaman is yeah. like a member permanent member of the team yeah. they start off the issue the he's, he's very good at video games he, he keeps beating Keenan in the uh, the reskinned fake Mortal Kombat where all the Justice League of China have been putting yeah. his characters yeah that's so great he and then Robin Bot's like oh any record you beat him in 4.3 seconds yeah. <laughs> like flawless victory and Keenan's pissed was, yeah yeah that's good what's uh, funny actually uh, is uh, Mortal Kombat is owned by Warner Brothers so I feel yeah. like they, they probably could have just gotten the rights to Use more yeah. combat, but whatever. I'm sure. But we all know what they meant. It was like the yeah. the, the injustice fighting game, you know, like yeah. So. But no, this was such a bittersweet issue because I want more of Keenan, and I want to know what Yang's doing now because I don't want to lose him in the DC quiver. Because I mostly enjoyed everything he's worked on. Hmm. Uh, 
Uh, yeah. I, 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 no, I, I thought it was a fun issue. I, I've liked the run as a whole. This was kind of a you know, one of those kind of epilogue issues where, okay, they have a conflict. They, they pulls them into this ghost dimension, and they fight kind of like ghosts of themselves, who are either ghosts yeah. of like regrets or ghosts of the future. And ultimately, he fights this like per- the perfect man, who's a mix of both the the white and black versions of Keenan, um, mm-hmm. and the, and this the perfect man with the long hair. Yin Yang versions. Yeah, and he, he fights him. Yeah. And you know, Keenan ultimately he, he kind of gets them all back to reality. But there's a lot of fun combat before then. You've got yeah. Snake version of Wonder Woman. You've got you know Avery Parker version yeah. of uh, Baishi. Yeah, yeah, with the, yeah. the sort of Jokerized like yeah face. So <laughs> no, I mean I like fun fight. I like the concept of that. Not all ghosts have to be of dead people. Like it could be your regrets. It could be mm. your false hopes, and you know whatever haunts you is a ghost. And I, I, I think it's thematically. Works with all all of the stuff with the, uh, the 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 chi and the key and the you know the the balance of mind all that stuff it it kind of fits thematically yeah. with all that that the books had I think up until this point. Yeah. Also, Dragon Sun as some like weird fish centaur <laughs> thing that was dope. I, I couldn't get over that. Like, what a cool look. Uh, doesn't make sense for a water creature, but whatever. I'm gonna roll with it. Uh, and then, uh, and, and Avery as like a tornado version of herself was cool, but yeah, this was, this was a, you know, bitter, as I said, bittersweet and that last page, it's, it's reminiscent of the new 52 justice league cover. Yeah. But the uh, justice league of China, if, if I, if people's ever go to a, a, a con that I'm at, I would love a print of this mm. just. I, it looks pretty great. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a great issue that sort of leaves everyone off in a happy place where they've kind of found peace. Mm-hmm. And it's basically Keenan learns that the reason why he's so desperate to bring Yi Cheng back is because he's actually he, he wants to sort of recommunicate with his parents. I mean, he says he hates his parents, they're, 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 they're assholes that right. did this to him and that. But he's like, no, nah, maybe deep down you want to actually connect with them and try and start again. Uh, so mm-hmm. you know, it, it neatly wraps up all the all the all the threads of the book, I think, um, yep. in, a, in a smart way. So. Oh no, what happened? There was a sudden cut there and Connor's vanished. Uh, Connor's internet's went, there's people on his street working on his internet, so we're going to have to finish the show without him. That's why he left. Abru- we didn't know this was happening. He just abruptly disappeared in the middle of a sentence. Uh, that's pretty funny. Well, you know. It does mean that uh, the next book's going to be a little weird because he's not here for it, but whatever. That's right. Um, so I was just saying, before before I got cut off there when mm-hmm. Connor disappeared, is a... Uh, um, I forget what I was saying. <laughs> I was saying something about New Superman. Just New Superman. It's it, it good. Yeah, yeah. It, it was his own little pocket, and I'll, I'll be yeah. I'll be sad to see uh, yeah. it gone. Hopefully, um, it, it the characters don't completely disappear, and they, they kind of come back in some capacity uh, down yeah. the line. But hey, it was it was a fitting send off. Um, I'm, I'm into it. So and the art was good as usual. People's uh, yeah, uh, it's been a really fun uh, again. That final page is fantastic. So. Yeah. That's great. No, I, honestly, I could take a whole issue of them just playing video games and just like you know, <laughs> make, you making fun of Keenan uh, for being shot at them and Keenan being like yeah. really self conscious about it. Again, I've never related more to Keenan in my life. <laughs> uh, so that now we'll rate the book out of ten. Then, uh, uh, what, are you, what are you giving it, Matt? That's a solid seven point five. Uh, like the art, like the story, but you know, it was kind of just like a little one shot. You know, we're gonna cap everything, so. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I, think I agree with seven point five. It's really solid, but it it's you know it's not the best of the series by any means. You know, it's just, it's yeah. a nice send off for the characters, and that's all, and that's that's fine. Especially coming off of the dragons and stuff, which was pretty strong. Mm. I thought it was more world building. Like Yang does world building so well, and 
you know, coming off of that, just a little bit of like a echo, I guess. Yeah, I think my I think my favorite stuff in the book was probably the the second trade or so. The uh, I'm thinking specifically when we got uh, Delane's backstory and the giant turtle yeah. and how that ended and how that you know yeah. ended with Bakshi and her her kissing for the first time, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I thought that was excellent. That that was probably my favorite yeah. part of the book, but. Uh, really solid overall. So, uh, yeah. we will move on then. And uh, annoyingly, this is one that Connor uh, reads and I don't. Yeah. So, so Matt's going to have to do yeah. a solo. But we had Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number forty-six. Uh, Ro- mm. Robert Venditti writing and Clayton Henry on the art. So, yep. um, so what happened? Was it good? What, what, so, what was going on? So there? yeah. So at the last end of the last issue, uh, the Dark Stars came for Guy to recruit him, and he ended up accepting. And we end up. This book starts with like flashbacks of young Hal or young Hal, young guy uh, dealing with his dad's alcoholism. And uh, we see his dad now who's standing outside of a bar and he looks like he's had some rough times and guy shows up full dark stars regalia to punish him for, for all the you know damage he's done over the years. And uh, for the guy's story, it, it's very, they keep doing this with his dad making him an alcoholic or not and back and forth, you know, but here it's like, this is what they're going to go for. And it's part of the driving force, but it also seems like the dark star armor reprograms. So it's like, yeah, whatever it does, it's already in you. It just brings it out uh, because he's not acting like a typical guy. He's super aggressive. It's almost reminiscent of when he had the red ring uh, during the new 52. So and we also get more of Hal and Hector Hammond, where Hal takes him into an empty planet to try to train him to, to use his force to try to disrupt the Dark Stars. But of course that doesn't go well as Hammond starts probing into uh, Hal's brain and remembers what he said about, like, you know, um, it wouldn't be easier just to take out the ticking time bombs because even though Hammond was out, he was still aware of everything. And he... Hammond goes rogue and basically wipes Hal Jordan. Hal doesn't remember who he is, and it leaves him, you know, looks like out of commission. Uh, we get some of John and Zod, and they're back on Jakul, and basically they're going to use Kryptonian tech that disrupts teleportation because that's what the Dark Stars have over the Green Lanterns. They can just kind of pop in and out where they can go, but the Kryptonians, you know, because of the Phantom Zone and other things, they have ways of dealing with this with the sunstones so john's basically created a machine with his construct which always again goes to his building of things and how thorough everything is that they're going to build disruptors so zod can help them take out the dark stars and then finally we get to kyle who finally shows up after being gone for two issues and he's in prison and on new genesis because they caught space cabbie illegally using mother box technology and uh, high father basically tells him, well, we're not getting involved in this. You, you know, and Kyle throws a fit because he's like, I kept Orion alive with, you know, a fake, you know, the artificial heart. And this is how you repay me. And high father's like, yeah, my word's final. I am high father, hmm. but it looks like Orion's upset and he might, you know, he'll probably go rogue. Cause that's what Orion does. And then at the, the very, very end, uh, Guy is basically going to take out his dad. And his dad's like, no, I've changed. I've been dry for, uh, what does he say? Uh, I'm looking. It's been a little while, but not like a lot. 
And the reason he was in front of the bar was he goes there to remind him of the bad times. He's like, if you go in there, only bad things follow. It's cost him his family. But he's uh, going to – guy's still going to give him justice. And he gets stopped and gets pulled by these yellow tendrils. And wouldn't you know it, it's Arkello. And he's like, you're not going to kill your dad. And if you want to, you're going to have to oh, kill me first. He's looking after his buddy. Make sure he doesn't make a huge mistake. Look at that. Exactly. So the bromance is still alive. It's a pretty solid issue, but it was more that Venditti jumping around. I feel like he is more service to the story when he like picks something instead of jumping around too much. Like We could have gone without Hal, I feel, here and fleshed out more of the Kyle Rayner stuff since we didn't get him uh, before. And the art uh, was, was it was decent. Like it's, it's just been the same quality as it has been. But it it's, you know, I felt like the last issue we were really ramping up towards the end, and this it felt like we stopped to take a break again uh, for the Sky and his dad stuff. But I feel mm-hmm. like the Dark Stars, when it's all said and done, they'll end up being dealt with. Okay. Yeah, so... If I'm rating it, this is a it's a 7.5. A uh, lot like Justice League or New Superman Justice League of China. It's solid, but it's not you know like as good as it has been recently. Hmm. But it did have like a big emotional point for the Arkello guy romance. Yeah, which yeah is your, it was a nice thing. Yeah, that that was a nice little you know thing. And I'm just I wish they would just pick away with with Gardner and his dad. Because over the years I've been reading comics, they go, they jump back and forth mm. between it, depending who's writing. And I feel like, you know, you need to pick an origin and stick with it. Like what drove him away from from his family, you know, was his dad's alcoholism. Not like, oh well, I couldn't. In during the New Fifty Two, it was he couldn't get out of his dad's shadow. His dad was a cop, and his his sister was a cop, and he just couldn't live up to it. And I think there's a joke in because earlier on you said there was a flashback with a young guy, and there's a joke in there about you liking young guys. But I mean, yeah, no, but, not so much. I yeah. like I like current guy. But I mean, you yeah. can always counter that with me liking young dick. So I mean, you know, well, you like old dick. So I like old dick. Old, young, you know, middle aged. <laughs> oh dear, um, the immature, immature uh, I, dick jokes. I have a gift for that. Yeah, I have a gift for that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Well, these things. Uh, so that will take us on though to sideways number five. Justin Jordan writing solo this time, um, huh? and it is not Rocky Fort in the art. I didn't change that. I meant to change that. Um, yeah, it's not Rocky Fort, which threw me for a loop because Rocky Fort has such a look for the character. But I feel like the the artist did a pretty good job. Of uh, it was um, yeah, it kept it in a similar style. It wasn't like just completely, you know, it wasn't. Just Complete departure. Yeah, it's Robert Gill. Robert he's Gill, there you as, go. As a storyteller with Justin Jordan. But Jordan's credited for the dialogue. Yes, but, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, yeah, so this is interesting because this is the first time we've reviewed this together because you hadn't read, uh-huh. th- read this at first and then you caught up since last issue because you'd like yep. what I was saying about it. So are you glad you caught up? Did you enjoy this issue? Yeah, and, and I said this when you were describing it. It sounded like what Blue Beetle, what I wanted Blue Beetle to be. Mm. And I still feel that way. We get a lot of the high school stuff and how it uh, impacts his life. Yeah, um, because the main plot like, of this one is that there's like a meta teenager who yeah. who's basically an internet troll, uh, both in internet and in real life. Like he like sort of yeah. rail people up, but the more he does it, it actually affects people's moods. Like it actually does yep. like some sort of like empathetic link link to them. And then mm-hmm. the more they get railed up, he feeds off of that and becomes more powerful. So yeah. it's it's like the living personification of a bully. Mm-hmm. 
or a, a, yeah. or a troll. That, that's well, what yeah, it's it's the don't feed the troll. And yeah. I felt like there's some very meta Justin Jordan comments about oh sure yeah like are you infringing on my First Amendment right? And oh yeah, there's a line stuff, like that. Yeah, you know all the stuff that you you see internet trolls do all the time, and he's basically like he doesn't believe the stuff. He's just saying it because it gives him more power. Yeah, because he, he's got the video that. Uh, that Derek made a couple of issues yeah. ago, uh, sideways, where he's like, "Oh, this is stepping out with sideways," and he was trying to make like a, a YouTube show out of his superheroing antics, and he figured out from that that he goes to the same school as him, so he's like calling him out. He's calling it sideways in front of the school. That's Billy, mm-hmm. and you know, Ernie's like, "Oh, maybe you shouldn't," and you know, it stopped referring to yourself as sideways in public. You gotta, you know, keep this yeah. pub- secret identity thing yeah. going. I like that she's kind of the smart one. Yeah, yeah. Well, the relationship's one of my favorite things in the book because it feels like an actual, you know. Teenage relationship. I, I agree. Yeah. No, uh, I, I like her a lot. I actually I like the introduction of her sister Emmy, yeah. uh, who's older, is you know not as I mean she's obviously uh, a bit more of a typical high school girl than she is yeah. than Ernie is. Yeah. But the joke at the end that she's got the hots for sideways. Um, yeah. But you know and like you know and Ernie's like you may want to see this Ernie. clip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I mean, I think we expect that him and Ernie will eventually have a, a relationship. Yeah, they'll they'll have that well they won't they thing for yeah. for a while. I'm sure. Um, but this one also, out of all of these, outside of the Terrifics, this one feels the most like it belongs in DC. Mm. Like, if they were to just drop the New Age of Heroes on this one, it feels right at home with everyone else. Like, I could see Sideways in the Teen Titans, you know? Uh, and it would fit just right. But the uh, this whole story with, with the showman and him riling everybody up and everybody's in a in a bad mood, even though with the way that, that Derek talks to his mom it's already affecting him because of the video that, that, uh, it's a showman, right? Showman show off again. Yeah. It's one of those. Two. Yeah. The, the but showman, the video that he posted is just already affecting him. And he's, he's super crappy to his mom. And, uh, we get, we get some more of her at her company. Yeah. yeah, Because yeah, the, the reveal at the end is that she, she sneaks in. She wants to see what the competition yeah. is for this internship that she was trying to get her yeah. son. And, she finds out they've got footage of him using his powers in his bedroom, and she's like, "What's happened to yeah. my son?" <laughs> I love that he's he's using his power to get like a can off his like table yeah. that's across the which, room. <laughs> which let's be real, when I was a kid, I used to want like the stretchy powers, yeah. so I wouldn't have to get up and get a can of soda. I could just sit there and and, and stretch back. So of course, but, no, it works. but yeah, and I like I like how uh, Ernie figures out like if we can't hear him, then he has no power. So that's how he gets. Uh, she gets her sister, and then her sister just starts cutting into him as a teenage mean girl can do. Like, yeah, because full force. Her big sister nasty. basically bails him out twice in this issue because yeah. she's st- because Ernie sticks up to the bully, and like a previous scene yeah. where the guy's just an asshole to Derek, not as sideways, just yeah. as Derek. He kind of like you know gives yeah. her shit in the hallway, and Ernie steps in and shouts at him, but because like he see- she sees this going. Emmy steps in as the big sister to give him hell for it, and it happens again yeah. later on when she gets the, the spells yeah. broken and she's not like you know yeah. uh, under under the the the, the feeding the yeah. troll loop anymore. Um, exactly. Uh, so that is it's a really good meta little commentary. It's fun stuff. It's more the high school stuff. Uh, it's probably the most high school stuff we've had in this issue in yeah. the book so far. Um, but it's, let's not gloss over the opening couple of pages where we set up some of the ongoing plot where the, yeah. the big, uh, the, the Fugitoid Fugonauts. The Fugonauts, that's it. Uh, yeah. Obviously named after Tempest Fugit, all, all the time and space malarkey. Um, yeah. But he's like, yeah, there's, there's something happening. There's like the, we're in the, you know, was it the, 
the space between space and the time between time. Uh, yeah, it's, you, time, know, time well. you know, all, all these like this is where you're rifting through every time you rift, and uh, something's like corrupting it. And I don't actually think it's you anymore. So I think what I need to do is actually train you to help fight this, and you can actually mm-hmm. help with this and stop this from happening. So. I like that because it's given them this greater purpose on top of just like general superheroics, yeah. um, but it's, it's yeah. nicely like you know, uh, it's just it's nicely going together with the the general teen stuff. I think it's just the higher purpose yeah. alongside Ooh. the simple saving people here or there thing. Yeah, and that that goes into he thinks that's why he's in a bad mood because he's just been given mm. this responsibility of well now i have to be like reality police and i also i have my mom and i have school and i'm trying to do the sideways thing but it turns out you know it's a little of that but it's also everything else that that's going on in the issue but um and also i don't know if you read the the new 52 vibe series i did uh, not when it was no. out but so they use a lot of that in in the flash tv for cisco mm. how he can you know interdimensional doorways and he can sense people from other things that's what a lot of that series was, except he was working for Argus, so it's a little different. But that's what a lot, like this Tempest Fusionaut stuff feels like. He's like, well, no, you're the, the guardian of the gates now. Like, you need to help us out. Uh, and that's kind of what they did to Vibe. And if they're going to make this guy like the new Vibe, that's cool. Like, again, I like when they kind of update characters and in this kind of way. Yeah, and of course he wins the fight when he takes the showman away from the people, so he got no power yeah. anymore. Uh, I also yeah. there's a moment in the fight where he tries to rift away, and the showman drags him back, and he's sort of reaching yeah. for his rift. I thought that was a nice little moment. Uh-huh. It shows like how how, how yeah. um, vulnerable he might be in a certain situation. Um, yeah. But like I said, no, I, I I dug the stuff with Ernie, like, "Hey, my sister's got the hots for you now." And then uh, the, the 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 final reveal that his mother is finding out what he can do. Uh, mm-hmm. so we'll see how we wrap that up uh, yep. next issue but now I'm digging this book a lot it actually kind of hurts that it's probably not going to live that long it's, you know, it'll be yeah. 12 issues maybe 18 at a push and, but again and, if they wanted to add him to any one of these teams you know yeah, no, that's Teen true. Titans Titans whatever I'm cool with that like I like this character a lot so. It's a shame that we get those certain books. I mean, maybe it's doing well digitally and it'll stay alive. I don't know, but yeah. it's a shame with the comics industry how like it'll open at like you know thirty, forty thousand, and it's like okay, it'll survive for a little while, but you know it's not going to last longer than a couple of yeah. trades, and then it'll be done. You know? That's how I felt about New Superman, and it just kept going, and I was like, okay, good. We're not so like in baseball when there's a yeah. perfect game or a no hitter going on, you don't talk about it. You're just like, yeah, yeah, we we see what's going on. You don't talk about it till it's over. That's how I kind of feel about these smaller series. Where it's just like, yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about it almost ending until it's not, you know. Simple. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, very good. Uh, so what would you rate this one uh, out of 10, Matt? Uh, th- th- this was an 8. This was uh, up there. I really enjoyed this. The art, even though it wasn't Rockefort, and I like Rockefort a lot, it fit that style that yeah, Rockefort kind of has. It, it was kind of like when they took Cedric off Aquaman, but the, the new style yeah. kind of followed his map of this is what mm-hmm. it, sh- it should feel and look like. Yeah. yeah. A little, little more rounded. Uh, because Rockford has a sharp, kind of sketchy quality to his stuff. A little bit more soft, but other than that, I, I'm i not going to say I missed Rockford because the art was, was quality still. Yeah. So, no, I, I'd probably give it an 8 as well. I, I think it was a, a great issue. Um, I'm, it's probably the best one yet, and I've said that like probably the last like three issues, So it, yeah. which means it keeps getting better. So He didn't good. splinch anyone in this one, though. I was a little disappointed. That's true. I like that running gag. I, I do, uh, I do like when he accidentally maims someone, but I feel like they yeah. can't do that forever. But I mean, <laughs> at least so no. far, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> you know, you know, but yeah. So yeah, so there you go. That sideways, uh, which was actually the last book of the week, which yeah, means finally, 
we can get on to picking our favourites, uh, which we always do at the end. Um, and I told Connor to message me his top five and stuff. I'm just checking to see now if he has. I don't think he has. Oh, he no, hasn't. I just like to. So I don't know why why he's not sending it. I thought we could still get his top five and stuff, but apparently not. It'll just be me and Matt. But hey ho. Mm. Uh, so obviously we do best panel slash moment of the week. Mm. We do best cover, best art, and then top five books. So best panel slash moment, Matt. What you got? Man, so this one this one was tough this week because there was a lot. But again, and I, I go to self parody so much, but it's got to be from Hawkman where he's in full flight mode against the stone ape. Mm. Uh, I just, it's such a good visual and I keep just going back to it. It's a full page one, two. So, so good. I've got a few options. I really want to pick something from flash. I really want to pick something from Mr. Miracle, but honestly, I think I got to go with man of steel. I've got to go with, uh, when Supergirl and Superman look over at the broken city of Kandor. I think that's that's a good one too. That's the one that hit me the most this week. So Uh I think I got to go with that. Um, so best, best cover of the week. Uh, is 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 a question to ask, and I have to look uh, at them again. Let's see what this variant was real quick. Yeah, oh yeah, not, not that one. I have mine, so I can go. If you okay, want. go for it. Yeah. So, so mine is definitely the the Mister Miracle variant. That that uh, it, it's like GIF, right? Garads. Yes. Uh, like that, he was worried people were going to put upside down. Um, my okay, shop wound yeah. up not getting. By the time I got to my shop, they didn't have any of those left, so I got the regular cover. But it's it's a really good looking cover. Um, I actually, it's quite easy. I've seen. I've looked at the variants again. Uh, the Flash variant yeah. is taking it for me. Uh, mm-hmm. That that is absolutely shockingly gorgeous. Is that no one that good should be allowed to draw <laughs> and paint? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it so does. It does have a quality of a painting. It does to it. It's just it's just flash running towards the the, the camera essentially with all the lightning behind them. But it's just so well, uh, the, you know, the the coloring, the rendering, the yeah. the light and the shading. It's just beautiful. So, uh, that's that's my pick. Uh, is the flash variant. Uh, so, uh, best art of the week then. Yeah. What you got, Matt? Oof, this one's tough because I really liked Ryan Sook, but mm-hmm. it's hard to bet against uh, Garads. So I'm gonna have to give it to Mr. Miracle. Just he makes sitting at a table compelling. No, that I can't. I can't argue with that. I think overall, I do have to still give it to Garrett's. But yeah. um, I did really like the, the, the detective comics art. I have to admit, like I yeah. really like that. But yeah, I think I think I do have to go with uh, Mr. Miracle overall. So Garrett's takes it yet again. I feel like he takes it a lot whenever he mm-hmm. does a Mr. Miracle out. Uh, but that's what we're going with. Uh, so top five books of the week, Matt. Yeah. What are you going for? So my number one, and it's going to be a shocker, but I can't bet against Flash. I can't. This this right now what's going on means so much to me, and I am so biased. But a, a close number two is Mr. Miracle. And then number three is Man of Steel. Number four is Hawkman. And then the five's a little bit more difficult because everything else is kind of log-jammed except for Detective, which we all know I didn't finish. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think I'm going to give it to, yeah, they all give it to Sideways. This is the first time I've reviewed it, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's tough. There's there's so many books this week. And sure, there's one or two I didn't like as much, but, you know, there's still a lot to pick from. Um, I think number one's hard. If if I'm remembering correctly, I gave three books a nine out of ten. Yeah. Right? So I, I have to pick what's the best of those three. And I feel like Mr. Miracle is the obvious choice, but... 
I actually, I actually think I'm going with Man of Steel number three. Oh, uh, look at that! In first place, I think I'm going with Man of Steel. If if we had people guess if I would give Man of Steel over uh, Mr. Miracle, like that, that's the easy bet, right? Like, yeah, that's the yeah. So wow. Yeah, um, and then I'd put Flash at two. I'd put Mr. Miracle at three, which tells you just how good Flash and Man of Steel were for me this week. Yeah. Mr. Miracle is only getting to number three while still being fantastic. Um, uh, so then it obviously gets a little bit tougher, like you say. You've got those top three that are, you know, by yeah. far and away. And so I'm just glancing at the rest of the books. What else did I like? <laughs> um, where I was, I was handing out the eights and stuff. Um, so. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Sideways at number four. Mm-hmm. And then, then Plastic Man number five. I was, I was always yeah. going to go Prelude to the Wedding, but no, I think Plastic Man takes it. Yeah, I think Plastic Man. Yeah, takes it, was a, it was a pretty good week. So it big, was. but so I need. It felt good not reading Wonder Woman. It really <laughs> it did. did. Yeah, and honestly, people were tweeting at so, me. It sounds like it was a train wreck of an issue. Yeah, which like I feel like if people want to give us money, I feel like maybe we could finish this run. But what are you saying, Matt? I'm trying to. If people really think that we should read it, I'm saying they need to pony up because I'm not doing that to myself for free anymore. Like just, just to make this this clear, he's talking about one of the Patreon tiers where you can make me and Connor read read a book. That's that's or, what that's what you're meaning. I'm here. saying if you want to pass me on the street and be like, "Here's ten dollars, <laughs> go read Wonder Woman." I that's what that it's sounds take. so shady, Matt. Oh, pays. We'll do it if you pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. If it was that much of a train wreck, which I heard this issue was all Jason, that's what it's gonna take. I'm oh, not. God. I thought about mm. after I didn't read, after I didn't finish tech, I was like, hmm, maybe I should read Wonder Woman. I mean, that's the thing, though. No. I mean, uh, there was eleven books total this week. Uh, me and Connor both had ten. Of course, I didn't read I Hal. Read. He didn't read Sideways, and then uh, yeah. you read all eleven, or at least uh-huh. you read ten and a half. Um, yeah. So it was a busy week anyway. So I'm kind of glad that we'd made the yeah, choice last time to not read Wonder and, Woman. And we, we won't have uh, Prelude to the Wedding next time, and we won't have New Superman. So that, that clears off, too. Oh, next you know? month, you mean? Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, no, that's that's that's, that's, that's cool. Um, you won't have Man of Steel, either. No? Does that, that'll be done, too? You may have Superman issue one. I think that's maybe the week, yeah. too. But, I mean, you know, what, what, whatever. Uh, but there you go. That, that is this, this week's books. Uh, which means I tell you what's coming next week, like I normally do. Yeah. Um, so week three, where are we here? So we have Man of Steel number four, of course. We have Batman, ba- Batman. That's twice I've done that today. Batman, Batman Freeload to the Wedding, uh, Red Hood versus Anarchy number one. Uh, can't say we actually forgot to mention the tease at the end of the the Freeload issue. It was Harley Quinn looking for Joker. Yeah. So just yeah, I mentioned it now. She she dumped uh, Riddler in a in a trunk and then took him on a barge. Yes. Garbage garbage. Yes. So, but yeah. she's not in the next issue though. She she's coming no. towards the end, I think. So uh we got Anarchy versus Red Hood next. Uh we also have Batman forty nine, we have Justice League number two, that'll be exciting. Uh, we got Green Lanterns forty nine, which I'm not looking forward to because we have to wrap up that horrible two parter that we started last time. Oh yeah, that's rough. But then we're not at the new run with issue fifty, so we just have yeah. to get through it, Matt. We just have to get through it. I know. Uh, Aquaman number 37, we have Batwoman 16, uh, we have Brave and the Bold, Batman and Wonder Woman number 5, uh, we have, oh no one's going to be reading your challenges issue too, we all hated it. <laughs> so, yeah, no so, no thanks. So that can go, 
that can go. Uh, also, out next week that we will not be covering is Batman: Sins of the Father number five, uh, Damage number six, and Harley Quinn forty four. Uh, so yeah. it's a quieter week. I think I know for a fact that Connor will definitely be doing one of his Connor's corners. He's got two to do now, uh, so he'll be doing one of those next week. I think I'm did, sure he said that to me. Did you me. say Brave the Bold? Yes. Okay, I'm, I missed when you had yeah. said that one. Um, so and I'm because it's quite a week, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe do mine next week. I'll do my Hawk and Dove issue for the month. <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. Uh, I can't help it. <laughs> He's so Avatar much. of Chaos, Avatar of Order. Uh, you read that so much. You know, I hate it because he even said to me when I was streaming on Twitch that your reaction justified his, his choice. It justified the pick, and I hate that so hey, much. I read like eight issues of that stuff because I didn't know any better. In the New Fifty Two, I thought everything was nice and shiny, and it'd be okay. And it was not okay. Ugh. Oh, there's going to be a reckoning. There's going to be a reckoning. All right. So <laughs> since Connor's not here, I think I'm just going to guess what his top five was. Okay, and so he's, he's not messages that. So his number yeah. one was Titans. Obviously, he loved. <laughs> He he loved Man of Steel. That was number two. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he he loved. What else is he not like? <laughs> he kind of. It was weird because everything that we uh, Titans was really the only one he fought us on. Oh, Prelude to the Wedding. He didn't like that. Yeah. So he that loved one. that. That was number three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll throw in uh, Hallam House and uh, shoot Sideways. Didn't read that Sideways. Love Sideways. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Sure. That's the top five. Uh, so that is the show that is comics from the multiverse uh, hopefully you had fun on, on this epic week 2 edition uh, and uh, epic news edition as well might I add yeah, so Jeff yeah. John Shazam Heroes in Crisis big things coming I'm excited uh, so that is uh, that is episode 108 of this show so thank you very much uh, obviously get us on patreon.com slash TV. we mentioned the, the corners corner and then the mine which is a uh, Peter's pick or lack thereof, I think I called mine. Um, uh, those are Patreon tiers. Those are higher. Those are the higher ones, though. You can get some more reasonable. Uh, the 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 five dollar tier, for example, on Patreon, which gives you the bonus monthly episode that me and Connor do every month. It gets you uh, all three of the Peter's Pillbox F series that I do, where it's an audio only show where I just work my way through a couple of comics and I talk about them every week. I'm working through Silver Age Green Lantern right now. I'm working through the original New Teen Titans and I'm working through Mark Wade's Flash. So uh, that's something you may want to check out. You can support us on there even for as little as a dollar if you just want to like throw in a dollar. Uh, you know, all every dollar counts and if you can't afford anything you don't have to feel bad you can support us by liking subscribing uh, commenting yep. all the usual stuff um, get us on twitter at DC Comics Podcast as well uh, but that is, that is us you can get me on twitter mm-hmm. at wibble89 you can get Matt on twitter at Matt of Cell 57 there you go and because yeah. he was born in 57 he's really old he looks good for his age no no <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the one person I know that didn't use my birth year yes yes oh uh, so yeah so guys on Twitter and that is us so thank you once again yeah. for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep reading DC Comics and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force Connor sucks <laughs> 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 <laughs>